0: Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 172. On tonight's episode, the fat manling's got a bee in his bonnet about... But, I don't know, he's he's just complaining. And the smart manling, the new manling, that one's telling him how to get himself under control. The voice of reason, wouldn't you know, The show needs one, because... That one, he talks to hockey pucks, he's not that bright. SHUT IT! LISTEN TO ME SHOW!
1: Welcome to the garage, you tools, for the next two hours or thereabouts. We will do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you a normal length episode, commentary on commentary, and a cuckoo clock on standby, I'm Alex Gonzalez.
0: And I'm a cranky old man, that's
1: right! I think that is probably the easiest one I'm ever gonna get from you.
0: Wait, we, and
1: and it's clearly Dave Weitig.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh I, I mean, I, come I, on, me. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Uh, off air. That's the off air persona. I'm the cranky old man. Get off my lawn.
1: No, no, it's all good. I mean, I honestly don't know what that is. It's just the shot was there. I took it. Sorry.
0: Oh no, actually, it's not an actual character from a movie. Oh, uh, thank God. Although, <laughs> uh, if if you want to go back, and I, I probably am dating myself here. Um, there was a Dana Carvey character that would show up on Saturday Night Live news called the cranky old man, where he would literally just he would just complain about
1: everything. You sound like Weekend Update. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to look
0: for that now. Yeah, it's uh, Dana Carvey's cranky old man, but uh, on Weekend Update. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm with you. That was that was where I, that was the inspiration. But I I I, I oh I am. I need to social media. Oh, forget it. Okay, I'm okay. All right, you know what? Let's not worry about that. Let's take a minute and thank our sponsors. Why don't we do that? Because I think that's a better move for me right now.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, we should take a moment to thank our sponsors, which are Unique Gifts and Games.
0: And Graze Lake, Illinois. And don't forget, if you're local, Friday Night Warhammer. It's been going on. It's been pretty successful. You should show up and hang out with me. Sorry, hey, I that's not that. a
1: bad idea. All right, um, and then we've got uh, Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc
2: Superstore! Chaos Orc. Chaos, Orc. Chaos Orc Superstore!
1: And last but not least, Six Squared
0: Studios. Six Squared Studios for all of your MDF needs. They're they're an awesome group of guys. So, And, of course, let's not forget to thank our Patreon associate producers, James Mackey and Shirley Tempel. They are two of the guys up at the associate producer level helping to keep the lights on here at Garage Hammer. And also thank you to our newest patron, John Rogowski. He has joined the fraction of the 1%, the people who... <laughs> Are here helping out, keeping this going, keeping us uh, able to bring you all the newest stuff and reviews and stuff like that. And um, oh, it's been an exciting month. Actually, I'm very excited, and thank you to all the patrons who have been helping out with uh, getting some stuff rolling in here. Um, I actually I shipped out um, to the to the to the pat- the U S. patrons. It's it's already shipped out the 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 ones to the U K. and Australia are hitting the mails this week um, i 've got two friends in one in the uk one in australia i 'm shipping all of them to them and then they 're shipping it out so that I can save on postage like by about a million percent mm-hmm. um, because great googly moogly it 's expensive to ship overseas yes so, it is but um, yeah at a certain level you get zombies from the the mm. actual zombies from the never quite made it to a thousand Zomblar collection. Uh, if you're a patron. So those have been shipped out, and I hope they like them. You know, you know I'm, I hope they got them. I haven't heard anything, so uh, what are you going to do? Uh, but thank you to all of our Patreon patrons. If you're interested in helping out the show and becoming a patron, please check out patreon.com slash garagehammer. And from there, let's move on to voicemail. Gay, we, we have voicemail. We and you can call it and leave a message It's one seven five gh show 6 That's 1-757-GH-SHOW6 International callers in most countries Please dial 00 And then 1-757-441-4696 um, yeah. Did we get a voicemail? No, it's still a very quiet line lately And that's okay It's quiet But you know we get feedback in other ways people like people sending emails every once in a while and things like that, so you know it's okay I don't mind, but that's uh yeah that's it that's all that's going on right now no voicemails no uh no 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 emails recently uh so uh that's that although i do oh oh a couple of, there is one or two things I almost forgot to mention real quick um hmm one uh you know we did the narrative event the big uh the big coalescence. coalescence yeah um now i'm I'm just if anyone's interested in what was going on in coalescence or if those types of narrative events are interesting to you, they have a uh a, a web page up now uh mm-hmm. and and they're sort of they're sort of blogging out some of the uh some of the stories from the events and some ideas are go up, they're going up there, and they're, they're featuring uh, different uh, uh, narrative event organizers, like uh, spotlighting them every once in a while, letting you know like, where they're playing and what they're doing. If you are interested in that, go to We Are the Neon W E A R E T H E N E O N. Neon stands for Narrative Event Organizers Network. So, we are the narrative. Mm. Network. We are the neon.wordpress.com. Uh, and uh, guys if you listen to the show Please 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 just go take a look At it like if you're into this type Of you know gaming Really it's cool to just take a look And see what's been going on um, You know Plus it, all of a sudden if they get a lot Of hits and they're like oh look Dave helped us out And then I'm more than just a guy who's riding along on the uh, On the WhatsApp being like yeah You guys doing a good job So, so
1: Wasn't Chuck Moore just on that Yeah I think he was, like, the first one interviewed for it. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Yeah, that just went up a couple of days ago, I believe. Yeah, solid bro, that guy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and and hopefully there will be more features and more things like that. But just go check it out. I mean, just, you know, take a look at what's up there. Uh, if anything interests you, you know, they've, they've got all sorts of stuff going on. So just please take a look at it uh, for my sake. And the other thing is, and we totally didn't mention this last month. Um, we've been doing this now for seven years. We hit our seven-year anniversary last month.
1: Wow, people are still listening. <laughs>
0: yeah, in fact, <laughs> since you've come on as the co-host, the numbers are almost back up to end times numbers. I know a lot of podcasts. You know, like Healing Hammers, like our numbers went up a billion percent after AOS came out. Tons of people love us, and our, uh, our numbers didn't do that. <laughs> Uh when AOS came out and um but they're back to the numbers that they were uh near the end of eighth or right about at. So I'm very pleased. Um yeah, so you you are and you are that reason, Alex. You, my friend. You are the, the balance the ballast to my uh to my to my flightiness, so I just wanted okay, it.
1: I was glad that was where it went. I wasn't sure where you were going, but yeah,
0: yeah just no you it's are, all good, happy to help <laughs> you know what i'm i'm i am i am I am a much better when I have an anchor, you know you are that big toe, so thanks, I guess uh, mm-hmm. it's so a, it's a good thing. <sighs> All
1: right. <laughs> Dave, do we need a break?
0: Yeah, I guess we should. I obviously uh, obviously I need something or other. So, let's take a break. Uh oh, and uh you know, oh, I, um people have been one last thing people have been mentioning. I've been mean, gotten a lot of positive feedback. I I'm still using the the music uh that we got um the the fantastic music. I've been using it at the commercial breaks and the end of the show, but the opening music um you know, I got a lot of people who missed Old Man on the Bridge. So last episode, I went back to Old Man on the Bridge, and I got, like, four or five, like, I got messages on Facebook, and then I got a couple of tweets, and I got a couple of emails, of people just like, hey, that's great. We we really love that. I'm glad you brought that back. So I I didn't realize that was a thing, but Hmm. it's... You know, I when we first started doing it, we didn't have opening music, and then we couldn't find anything. And I picked that because I figured it was kind of goofy, kind of fun. And uh, Christopher was like, really? And I'm like, well, when you find something better, by all means, let me have it, and I'll use it. Um, and as much as I love Christopher, he was just like, yeah, I ain't going to bother. <laughs> so, so it just stuck, and now it's like a thing. So it's back. Um, it's not a big deal but to all the people who wrote in and said how happy they were that I used it last week um you're you're welcome so there you go I'm glad you're enjoying it so all right commercial break and then back and then uh, news and rumors and uh, maybe toolbox so we'll be back mm-hmm. in a minute
1: And we are back with the news and rumors of the Garage Hammer News Network.
2: So, oh, it's, not really, it's
0: not
2: even
0: rumors anymore; it's just news. We, we we can't really talk rumors anymore. Yeah, but we I know just talk news. But there's a lot of stuff that's happened.
1: Can we just get you know? Can we just address the pink the elephant in the room, as it were? The pink Squins? elephant. Have you been drinking?
2: Yeah.
0: A little? Yeah. Um, Excellent. Okay. Go ahead. Go squigs. for it. Yes. Squigs. Can we just talk about Squigs? All you want, my friend. I know you're a, you are a are lover. Did you watch lover. that Twitch game? Uh, I didn't get to watch the Twitch game. I heard about it. It's been a busy week at the White Deck House. I'm going to try to watch it this week, though.
1: Oh, my goodness. I got to watch it live. I didn't see the first one where Nick was on uh, against the Night Haunt list. But I saw him against the Iron Jaws on table one. Um, at heat three, um, it's kind of like, okay, I'm a moon clan grab player and I sure as hell do not play like that. That guy is a genius right there. Um, and I've been trying to find squigs ever since. Um,
0: <laughs> um, it's I think so I have good. Oh, I do. Uh, I was going through my stuff uh, cause I, I've been cleaning and I've been sorting and I think I've got like 10 of the metal ones, like the little squigs with the guys with the little flutes. Oh. They came with uh, with a few squigs and guys with flutes. I think I had two of the blisters of those or two of the whatever they came with.
1: Okay, we might have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> At that night, he had a Colossal Cave Squig. But no, that was. Um, like, I have been. Like I don't have a subscription to it. Um, I have a Twitch. I have Netflix. Or, uh, not Amazon Prime. That's what it is. So I can technically watch them back, but I haven't figured out how because I'm not that smart.
0: you got to um, go on the. On the I can't ever do it on my phone but if you go to the page and you go to it and you go to subscribe and there will be a thing that says with Amazon, click here to subscribe with Amazon Prime and Yeah, if you no, click I, it'll take it will take you to Amazon and that. you sign
1: it. It didn't work for you? I think, well it's technically my wife's name so I think I'm going to
2: have to bug oh. my wife
1: but um, just being able to watch that game live and watch him do things absolutely correctly and it's kind of like, huh why didn't I think of that? That's, uh, that's pretty okay. So, no, it, would, it was just awesome to watch and total kudos
2: yeah. um,
1: to the guy that won with squigs. And that was not a soft environment that he went into it with a squig army and rocked the house.
0: Is part so. of that people just weren't ready, like didn't know what they did, you think? I
1: think part of it was he played his game. Um and, like, when we were doing our competitive play episode, he had a lot of reach, he had target saturation, um, just a lot of different things, and he played it brilliantly. So it was not – I think it kind of took people by surprise because of the damage output, but he knew exactly what he was doing every time he was doing it with an army that's supposed to be, like, completely random and out of control. And he, it was beautiful to watch. Just amazing.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. I'm like, who hell is going to be so happy?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little jealous. It's kind of like, why don't mine do that? Oh, that's <laughs> right. But it's okay. Oh. So I'm only 20 cave squigs and a colossal squig away from his list. So I uh, might have to figure that out. But
0: Now, when you say so, 20 cave squigs, does that include the little herders?
1: Oh, I've got plenty of herders. Okay. I mean, I've got six, and that's all he used, but... It is what
0: it is. Well, we'll see what I got. I'll get them to you. Neat. I'm all about that.
1: So what else do we got to talk about? I mean, we talked about the important stuff already, so I don't know (laughs) what else there is to talk about.
0: Okay, There's a lot of stuff that has come out or is being announced or is coming out. Um, Just some crazy stuff going on here. Um, Now, I was on the pre-order list today. Yeah. And, and, okay, I'm looking at Wild Riders, Sisters of the Thorn, and Moon Clan Grotz. And I'm like, "Um, these aren't new. What is going on here? So when I clicked on them, I realized as I'm reading the description, the Wild Riders slash Sisters of the Thorn are now on the 60 by 35 round bases. And the Moon Clan grouts are now being packaged with the 25 mil rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that's the only new thing because the pictures, well, the pictures of the, the, the Moon Clan are still the square base pictures. But the Wild Riders are on the round bases on the pictures too. So mm-hmm. apparently there's, uh, that's just listed as, as pre-order. Because it's been the the base switch, but I'm I'm I, I'm glad to see that the, the, they're slowly base base switching more and more of the more and more the models. Yeah, um,
1: it's a good thing, and people have always said it's like, well, why aren't we getting some love on the older armies? And it's like, well, could this be a sign of things to come?
0: Would be nice. Oh, look, wood elves and. Or elves and elves and grots, That's not bad. I still want. I just. I want the ogre packages to get switched over. But like, it's like, oh, you know, just get the round bases in there. They only. They're only six in a box. Get the round bases in there.
2: Because um, mm.
0: they round based all the stuff that's in the, in the uh. The the book, you know, the 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 battle tome for the the.
1: The grand alliance destruction and the, no, the, what do you call it? The the front
0: beast claws. Beast claws. That's it. These claws all got swapped over to rounds, uh, you know, like the hunter and those things. But then you click on like just the you know the regular ogres, and nope, not yet. So hopefully that'll be happening soon. Um, the path to glory narrative campaign is getting its own book. Did you see that in the news?
1: I did, and new start collecting boxes.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, dude, the start collecting boxes are fantastic. They're such a good deal. Like if if you if you're looking just to Maybe get something for a new army to, or to add into your alliance. They're all really great.
1: Yeah, the only one I can't figure out is that blue one with the teeth in it.
0: What? Which one? What did I miss? Like,
1: there's the three icons. There's a Slaneshi icon, a Fire Slayers arc icon, and the middle one is like a blue tribal. Ch- it's like a blue chip, and it's got like a black tribal face on it. It almost looks like Spider Fang, but I don't know if there's enough stuff to do a f- Spider Fang
0: collecting box.
2: Oh,
0: uh. oh, that's right, that's right. I forgot. Okay, yeah, now I now remember what you're talking about. I'm sorry, I'm dazed. Um, you know what I'm really excited about is that is the is the uh, is with this uh, Path to Glory campaign. Mm-hmm. So, that according to the community page, they're going to have rules for all the armies. All so unlike in the first general's handbook where they had some armies and then everybody else was just like oh, you're out of luck like they're and it's getting its own book like yeah how 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 awesome is that how that it's become popular enough that it's like all right you know what it, this is not just a thing to slip to slip into the general's uh, handbook this is this deserves its own book like woohoo, yay narrative narrative campaigning.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things that people have obviously said something. They've been incorporating it into their battle tomes ever since. So maybe that's kind of a thing. They've heard what people had to say. It was positive feedback, and it turns out, hey, look at that. There it is.
0: A um, well, constructive criticism and feedback, and they responded. Is that which, is that what happens?
1: It might have been,
0: hmm. but I think we're
1: getting ahead of ourselves. I'm the
0: cranky old man.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Um it's all good. And then we got... New Space Marines and new pictures of those guys. I like them. Um,
0: the Prime Marines are awesome. I've built mine. That coming up in the hobby section. And
1: Yeah. They're nice. I don't like the Reavers, though. They're the ones with the pistols and the knives and the skull face.
0: Well, I want to see the models in person because I like kind of what their story is, and I like what they do, and I've liked everything else that I've seen so far because I've built it all, and it's sweet, so...
1: Yeah, I just... Maybe it's because I do, like, salamanders and we don't like that whole like, prey on fear and all that other gobbledygook. So maybe I'm, like, com- already disproportioned to them. Ah. That's kind of like... uh mm, eh, oh. But <laughs> the two characters are pretty dope, too. That librarian, the primary, Librarian, is probably one of the best models that they've put out this year already.
0: Yeah, it's sweet. Oh, it's really sweet. Um, and... Okay, so have you also seen... Okay, now they put out the get-you-buy books, the indexes. So if yep. you want to just start playing. Uh, and and you know, I, I say get-you-buy, but until until your army gets a book, that's more than get-you-buy. That's you're able to play. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: and play very well.
0: Yeah, now... I, I, they put out the announcement that, uh, you know, at the end of, I think it's the end of this month, so there's not much time left even yet, Space Marines are getting their their, their codex. Yeah. Um, Death Guard are going to get a codex. Um, Chaos Space Marines are going to get a codex. Someone else they listed. Ten books by the end of the year. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, we figure July, August, September, October, November is only five months. Because they never mm-hmm. release in December, do they? They don't release new stuff in December.
1: They usually stay away from it. It's usually like a
0: box release. Right, and, because it's but, the holidays. You want to have everything announced by Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, but they've not done like the big winter releases lately, except for like, these big army bundles. Because it was before like Christmas was always right around when they brought out the new Lord of the Rings stuff. Right. Um, and they've not been pushing that as much. So
0: so you figure five months. You're looking at a Codex every two weeks, almost. Yeah, thereabouts. It's a lot, and that's awesome. You know, I mean, you don't have to buy every single Codex. I could see if you if you're a completist, you're freaking out, maybe. Um, but it's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Like they're like, mm-hmm. okay, look, we're getting you the book, all the stories, all the fluff, all the everything, and even then, there's some stuff getting added to it. Um, you know, they like you're going to have your own. Uh, command abilities and your own psychic abilities and stuff in each book, so it's going to—it's not just the list in the index plus fluff. There's more to it than that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I now, you know, I know a couple of people. I've been on a couple of, uh, ch- of little chatty groups. Um, you know, they 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 wish that they would have been told ahead of time that maybe like Space Marines are coming out right now. So if you play vanilla Marines. You could opt not to buy the index if you just wanted to wait three more weeks for the Marine book. Uh, I personally wouldn't have waited if you told me it was another three weeks. I would, I just, I would have bought it anyway. Um, I don't, I, I don't personally have a problem with it, but I know a couple of people that I know didn't, didn't, didn't like that. They felt like their pockets were getting picked. Um, but for me, it, that plus that first index has like six different. It's got like the you know the vanilla space marines, and then basically every one of the, all of the 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 loyalist legions all have their own little subdivision. So yeah, those
1: that have like characters and whatnot, right? But and, then you get like the gray knights and um, the legion of the damned, and like they won't be in the vanilla. Space Marine book
0: right and so They're going to get the, yeah the, and they're getting Grey Knights is the other one that's getting their own book now that you mentioned that Yeah was that's one. what it is um, But like you know there's Space Wolves in there if Space Wolves don't get a book if they, what if they Don't get a book this year like that index is Still worth it you know, when you consider That it, each one covers like five armies or, or you know four or five armies In the four or five indexes with all the different You know sub split ups and factions um, I, I'm just I'm just amazed They're just like you know what we didn't reboot the whole game, like we rebooted the the gaming system, but the fluff is still. We advanced it with those last three books with Gilliman. Um We're ready to throw out the new, and so here they come, man. Come get your come and get your love, man. That you've got your your new books. That's I was. I'm just I'm impressed at the amount they're going to be pumping out over the next mm-hmm. you know six to seven months. Um, and then I was looking now the Reavers. Can you order the Reavers
1: yet? Because I think they just come in a box, like a box a special, of three. Like, it's like a small game box, kind of like how they did a uh, Storm of Sigmar or Blood and Thunder or whatever it is. Uh, oh, did they it's, come like, in smaller one of those? breakdowns?
0: Yeah. Okay, because I didn't look at what came in those. The only reavers I saw to buy individually, they have these called easy to build boxes. Have you seen? Yeah, these? it's
1: yeah, it's kind of like what they did with the uh, the starter set. Uh, broke down a couple of models into smaller boxes. Um, and they're just going to be push fits. Yeah, I think, got, the, they're uh, not
0: push fit because you can look at the thing and that because uh, the easy to build the plague marines. You get three plague marines and it looks almost exact same as one of the sprues from the from the kit, except it's green plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still it's good for five or six pieces each. Um, easy to build uh, and that I think they can mm-hmm. only go and they can only go together one way and it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so that was the only place I saw the reavers, but. These easy-to-build kits, you know, if you are if you got a, a kid who's interested in hobby, these are yeah. fantastic. I and mean, they did them with Age of Sigmar. You could get a box of, like, three, you know, three. Um, fact, Blood I'm,
1: Warriors or some Liberators.
0: Right. I, I have one, and this was one they sent out. They sent it to me a while ago, and Kira has been wanting to do it, but she's wanting to get through some of her other stuff. In fact, I told her this week we're going to try to set up the camera and do a little thing for YouTube. Um, but it comes with, it comes with six paints, uh, a a medium layer, br- a medium layer or base brush, I forget which, but a GW brush, and three liberators. And that one actually comes with the paints. These other easy to build boxes don't, but they come with the three models. Come already with at least a color. And you know what? Seriously, if you've got a kid who's interested, this is an inexpensive way to get him a few models. So you don't have to give him yours because I ain't giving him mm-hmm. mine. Like. You know, I bought them their own. I'm like, no, I'm, I need these for my list. That's what I bought them for. I'm not letting you paint them. Um, you know, and if, if you want to get your kid into this, it comes with that base color. They can just play with it like that. If they want to learn to paint it, um, they've got that. But, and I'm going to talk more about this one that I got, but there was a, it was like three liberators with six paints and a brush. Um, now, it's literally black primer paint uh you know a, a brush on black primer uh one of them was the the textured base paint you know to get your little cracked earth
1: the agrellan earth
0: yeah and then um they had gold the the blue you know for the liberators and then they had a uh, the ag. um i think it was the egg was it, it was either the agrax earth shade or the uh, flesh shade Reichland flesh shade and then they had the drakenhoff night shade and that was it so you, you 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 primed it, you put on your gold over the whole thing, then you put blue where the blue went, and then you washed the gold with the earth, uh, with the flesh shade, washed the blue with the night shade, and that was it. Six colors, done. It would teach a kid or you know, a first time painter how to get your basic stuff done, and then if you want to go more advanced from there, then they can. Um, Kira's super excited; like she's learning how to paint her ogres with me anyway. But just mm-hmm. something that comes with her own little paints and a, and a legit GW brush, and it's got you flip open the box like it's got one of those flip open lids on the box yeah. that's you know, and uh, it just shows you. It's like there's not even a paint guide. It just shows you the model, and it's got all these little you know zoom ins for the different colors and where to use them. It. She opened it up. She's like she understood exactly how to paint it just from looking at the box herself. Mm-hmm. You know, for a ten or eleven year old, these are really great. Ideas and great starter kits. I'm very pleased with what's coming out with this because uh, you know I know there's a little parents corner section, but if you got a kid who's interested, you know you can just buy them the three models and make sure that they you know because uh, I had Harrison with this. Harrison would paint his armies to play, and he started to hate painting. Like he he didn't get much better at it. He I didn't know what he was doing wrong, and he was trying to paint high elves, so it was white, and he was just getting frustrated. Um. You you know, you gotta Well, painting keep... white is awful. Well, that's true, yeah. Um, in fact, he, he when he was painting his, his Kador, when he was playing a little war machine, um, he ha- was having less frustration, I think. But I think if you've got a kid who says, oh, look, I want to paint with you, and you get them three models, and they're working on it, you know, either they have a blast and they want you to get them a few more, in which case you know that they're into it and you can do more, or by the third one, they're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore.
1: You know? Yeah, <laughs> so- and it doesn't cost... That much, and it's then their own property. It's not just, oh, I'm painting dad's stuff. This is my stuff. Exactly. They've got it incorporating that sense of ownership.
0: Right. And then if they're excited about it, you can always expand. And if they're not, then you didn't waste all your cash. Right. You know, because, you know, if if by the second one they're like, you know what, dad, you can have these back. I'm just going to go play. Then you're like, okay, that's cool. And you don't feel like, oh, I bought you something expensive.
1: Yeah, it's not like you bought a star collecting and then all the paints and exactly. extra stuff. So, no, it's a good good entry point. And especially if you're someone who is just learning how to paint or has no confidence in their ability to paint, those yep. are good test models for oh, you to absolutely. practice on without buying, like, a full $60 kit to then screw up. Yeah. <laughs> but No, I mean, I have extra models laying around that I use specifically for test models, and that would be a good way to get them.
0: Yeah. So that's all up there right now. Um General's Handbook's coming out soon. Yeah. I think we're
1: looking at either I don't know if we're gonna get it July, but I would hope we get it before the end of the summer.
0: Yeah, I would love to see it by the end of July. I would love to. But um you know, if it's August, it's August. I just I don't want it to come out Gen Con because then I won't get it for another week because I will be at Gen Con. Oh. That's just it's me. okay.
1: You're um,
0: fine. I know. I'm just a complainer.
2: I want we my know. stuff
0: now. Now. Give me things when I want them. I want a Green Lantern ring.
1: Letters no, see, bro. No. no. <laughs> I know. <I>, uh, <laughs> but in any event. Is it that um, you don't
0: trust me with the power or that you don't want to see me in the green let's spandex? Because I get the second one. Because nobody wants to see me in the green spandex. Not even nobody wants. white tech.
1: I know. I, I, I mean, in fact I
0: could safely say especially Mrs. Whitech,
1: but that's just me. Have you seen like that worst Spider Man trailer? It was a guy of a substantial size like you and I running around in a spider suit. Oh yeah. Um looking stupid. Um yeah, that that's pretty close, Dave.
0: Okay. I see where I see where this is going, and I'm not hurt. I, I understand. I
2: got you.
1: It's just you own it. This is hey, all it is. I know, I, I know who if I am. If you're the bad Spider-Man, you own it, and you just go with it. <laughs> so.
0: It's all good. So, yeah, other than that, I mean, there's not a whole lot of news necessarily on the, um, on the Age of Sigmar front. Other than, well, okay, the community page did ask for questions for the FAQ. Now, I got no info. Like, I got no inside info. But if they haven't released the handbook yet, and they're asking for questions on the FAQ, I am guessing that basic rules changes were not huge, or they didn't worry about them so much that they thought they needed a huge FAQ for that. And they're looking more for FAQs for things like... Uh, you know, discrepancies or or problems with some of the war scrolls and things like that. So, or
1: specific model interactions.
0: Yes. And that's what I'm thinking that is. Um, which gives me hope because, um, you know, I, with, with 40k coming out and I'm, you know, we're not switching to a, to a all GW podcast or a, you know, a half and half podcast, but I am, I have been playing a little 40k and I really like that game. It's a lot of fun, and it scratches an itch for me that I didn't quite know I had. Um, but it's very different from Age of Sigmar. Like, there's a lot of similarities, but there's plenty of differences. And, uh, um, I don't want them to be the same. No, no, I don't. I want, would not want that either. You know, like I know, like War Machine and Hordes are interchangeable, except for like one or two functions you know how the the fo- focus and fury work I don't want that for this game like no. uh, you know and I would and I'm and I'm I, I would hope I don't work for them I would hope that's not the end game you know I mean people joke around that, that the Stormcast look like Space Marines but I don't want to walk up to a table and be able to play Space Marines against Stormcast or Ogres or, or Necrons versus you know uh, you know uh, the the, the yeah Sylvanath- the- I don't want them to be the same game. I like that they're different games because they do different things.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And they, like, I mean, there's definite things that they, both systems could learn from each other um, in certain basic principles, like the concept of modifiers before, or rerolls before modifiers, um, those sorts of things. So, say there are some things that are consistent between the two games, but that doesn't mean that all the rules need to be compatible.
0: Did you, okay. The, the whole re-rolls before modifiers thing, the, mm-hmm. the hubbub that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, were you were you doing that? Because I didn't notice it. I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. And the game's been out almost... The game's been out two years as... Well, as of the time of recording, it'll be out for two years in two days. Uh, and I played it for a year and 11 months without noticing that you... Do the rerolls before modifiers? Like
1: it depends on your army. Um, realistically, because we have seen, like Stormcast get to reroll ones before modifiers with their saves. I think that's easy enough to look for, because then you're just looking for ones, and then you apply the modifier, and everything's fine. Uh, right. It gets more complicated when you add things like rend. Or rerolling failed to wound, because if you have rend with a 4 plus rerollable save on reroll ones, rerolling uh, saves. So you reroll your ones, but Earth. No. Let's try this again. If you have a rerollable save, like an orc boy with a shield in combat, he gets to reroll his armor save while he's in combat. Right. He normally has a 5 plus. If he gets hit with something that's rend, he gets to. He obviously has it reduced by one. So if he rolls his save, and in our head, we know he's looking for a six, because that's the only thing that's going to save him. But if you roll that five, that is still technically
0: a pass before modifiers. You don't reroll. Okay, you know what? I did the math on all this. It's basically made rerolls not as good on every level. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, uh, if I got... If, let's, let's just make it simple. If I got a four-up armor save, I re-roll failed armor saves. So I roll I re-roll threes and under. Well, if I get a plus one to my armor save, because I got a bonus, because my guy gives me a plus one to my armor save, like one of my Stormcasts gives me that bonus, three is still a miss before the modifier. So I'm re-rolling what would have been a successful save. Because it yeah, wasn't a successful true. save. It was a modifier. Um, if I have... If you have Rend and you're going to hurt me, I roll, and like you said, I got a four up. Well, the, You got a one rend. Okay, well, I don't get to re-roll the four. And after the re-rolls, those fours will be fails. Mm-hmm. So it basically, no matter what your rolls are, re-rolls just became less good. And it didn't just become less good. They have not been as good as we thought they were because we weren't playing it right. Um but it's really – there's not much to complain about saying, <laughs> oh, they got worse because they, they didn't. We just weren't playing the rule right, um, which is kind it's of It's
1: conditioning on our part, which is what I think it boils down to more than anything is previous versions of this game and other games have kind of conditioned us to do the modifier and then do the reroll. Now it's different. Yeah. So this is just going to be an adjustment, Yeah. and it'll be okay.
0: I have, and I have no problem with it, too, because re-rolls are kind of, I mean, re-rolls can get pretty brutal, especially if you're, yeah. adding, you know, um, it, they're, they're a huge, actually, <laughs> they're a pretty huge thing in the game if you can get re-rolls. Uh, mm-hmm. So having them not be as awesome sauce, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. If it's, you know, if it makes, you know, re-rolls don't save you as much and they don't they don't help you as much when you're hitting if there's modifier. So good, good for you. That's great. Um, but yeah, there, I don't. I mean, unless I missed some situations where they where they really benefit you, it just seems like they always don't do as well for you anymore. That's just what I saw. But that's not news, really. Actually, <laughs> it was news to me.
1: <laughs> but, it was news to a lot of people. There were a lot of people that didn't catch it because again, we're conditioned the other way. So yep, it's just an adjustment period. All right. So uh,
0: I think that's it for the for the news. You want to take a break and come back and do the toolbox.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, folks, we'll be back. and we are back we are back with the Toolbox brought to you by Chaos Arc Superstar Kiosk Superstar <laughs> Hobbying The first part Of it Modeling, hobbying, whatever you want to call it Alex, what you got This past month I can't talk about it Oh, okay Alright, secret project on hobbying part
2: Yeah Ooh.
0: It's uh, for Holy Havoc Aha!
1: So that's been the big push. Um, and then I've been working on my Stormcast getting ready for this weekend for uh, Domus's. Uh, shoot, and the name is Midwest Meltdown.
0: Midwest um, Meltdown.
1: Yeah, it's a tournament he's hosting in East Peoria this weekend. I had to uh, modify some of my Stormcast and give them new paint color on their wings. So they are now black with lightning bolts on all nice. of them. So, yeah, I did something really different, um, and it'll be it'll be a good time um, coming up. We've got Martin Orlando coming in from out of town. I'm driving down with Johnny Hastings oh, okay. the day before, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting weekend. Um, I don't know. I'm playing a Hammer Strike force, so sorry everybody. Good, bring it. Oh, it, no, no, it's awesome. It. It is, but I don't know. I think this is going to be the first time for the last time sort of thing. Okay. Uh, totally out of state, out of space balls.
0: <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. I, I, I mean, are Stormcast really tearing up the tournament scene? Are they just pounding? Oh well, they're pick? not squigs. Okay, that, that is true. But it's not like, you know, I mean, there's sure, a lot of people. I, and here's the thing. If, if you believe the internets... <laughs> Uh, you know like 65 percent of AOS players are just playing those stormcasts which I know that's not true at all but a lot of people no. do play it and it's it's not like they're crushing the tournament scene like they're not you know I mean yeah, there are people who are getting them up to the top tails but I don't see them winning all the time so I don't have a problem with the hammer strike force being you know being a being a, a brutal thing because it's not like all their things are brutal they they're they're good but they're not just they're not just marching on through and, and crushing everything.
2: So. No, they
1: leave that for Zinch. Um, Yeah, no But, kidding. no, it's, it is what it is, and I don't think I'm going to be playing the Hammer Strike Force much past this weekend. It's just I don't particularly enjoy playing it that much because it's that kick right in the gonads, uh, and I don't like to kick people right in the gonads right away. If I'm going to be playing a game with you for two and a half hours, I don't want to kick you in the gonads right away.
0: So, I can see I don't that. Know. That's honestly when I play, though. I mean, the rest of my army is pretty tame. Like, uh, that's that's my one big punch. So yeah. I'll take a one big punch. Like I guess for me, it's okay. I guess. Plus, you know, I, I'm I'm getting close to done with the stuff that I have built, getting painted for Stormcast. Um, but I have several boxes of like those the, the 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 Chocobo Knights and the Sniper Knights and all the other whatever they're called. I haven't even built them yet. And it's like, I'd like to try them out. Play with them. You know, I want to start playing with stuff that nobody plays with.
1: Yeah. I've tried out the uh, Vanguard Hunters, but I just haven't seen the use out of them. Because they don't have a shield. They have a mediocre shooting attack. But they have that very nice, you can wait to come on from the edge of the table, as opposed to you drop in. And you don't have a choice. So... There's some definite traits to it. I just prefer to have something with a 4-up yeah. save to have a re
0: Sure. But it's like those, the Dracothian Guard I never play with, and I've built some of those, and I'd like to build some more of those. Heck, I'd even like to build enough to take one of the little battalions where they come in and get their little bonuses when they pair off. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool fluff things in there. So that's kind of what I'm I'm to, I, I If I drop that Hammer Strike Force, it's because I'm going to drop what is my crutch, the thing I know how to use really well. Mm-hmm. And, and try to use other things that I don't Necessarily use ever So yeah for sure Alright I guess I'll go into my hobbying Uh let's see I am I've got like four or five Stormcast characters that I've just That I've never quite painted Um I'm starting to paint my prime I've got the arrow boy With the the flying arrow guy With the, with the, the venator bird. Yeah Um I've got the Lord Celestant on foot. I'm painting. Uh, got the um, well. I got my second Toot Toot is not quite there yet. Um, then I got an uh, who's the, the guy? Uh, the guy with the lantern and the sword. Like I can't even remember all their names at this point cause the they, Lord Veritant. I think so. And The Knight
1: the, Heraldor.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Heraldor. I know. I like to call him Sir Toot Toot. Just, I uh, just whatever. Toot Toot um, Meta. Yeah. Toot Toot Meta. But uh, so I'm trying. I'm kind of painting them all at once because it's still mm-hmm. a similar color scheme. So I kind of go through. But it's taken me a while, and honestly, I'm, I'm kind of like they're looking good, and I, it's slow going because I want them to look right. I'm just kind of getting to the point where I've painted like fifty or sixty or seventy of this gold, blue, and white, and I want to do something else. Oh yeah. Absolutely, and, but I've still got a bunch to do, and it's like I told myself I would finish off all of this. But then they came out with this whole other that whole other faction, and I bought some, so it's like I, I, I may or may not build them right away. Um, no, I would sit on them.
1: I, I, if you know what you're doing with the paint scheme, you know how, what, sh- when to use it, when, and where to use it. You can move on from it. It's just well, you keep painting forget, Stormcast. I
0: could just go watch the Duncan video. I mean, that's that's my thing. That's what I. Oh yeah, that's right. You cheated. Yeah. Um, Well, I wouldn't call it cheating. I would call it learning
1: or copying. Um,
0: Does does it look good? Did he put it up there and say, "Try it"? Yes, he did. All right, all right, fine. Point is, so some of us are as good as others as picking out good colors and doing stuff. Some of us have to call our friends and ask them, and they just like, "Oh, you know what? I am just gonna do what Duncan did." Plus, following his techniques, I learned to paint better. The thinning paints, mm-hmm. the different, the the, the techniques, of, outside of the color schemes, the techniques are what I learned. But the color scheme, you know, if I do forget, it, I can go back and look at it. But so I I kind of want to paint some arcanots, and I got this this boat painted, and it's uh, the frigate's really nice, and I've got some arcanots and some things, so I want to do that. Um, to you know, plus I've been paint I painted some ultramarines, and that's kind of fun. Uh, but I need to take a break just from all the painting right now, so um, I've been building some. I've been building my 40k stuff. Okay, uh, I built the Dark Imperium set, both halves. Didn't even trade away the Nurgle because you know what? Uh, when we do Friday Night Warhammer, now I have that with me. So if someone comes over who's new, I can just pull out that Nurgle pamphlet and the Imperium pamphlet and say, "Which one you want to play?"
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then throw out that ha- that half of the box set and be like, hey, "Let's do it." So yeah. Uh I actually traded away some of my uh old wood elves for um the uh the other half of the Primaris the Primaris half of the box set too. Okay. So I got a second one of those which I haven't built yet, but I've got them and I'm going to. Um but what I have built. Okay. So I built the first the the you know the the whole box set for the Dark Imperium. I also built all the terrain out of the Shadow War Armageddon box, although I didn't build the Orcs or the Snipers yet. Um, I also got uh, – I wanted to have a, a table for some 40K terrain and not just use my my GW uh, AOS terrain for 40K. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Built the Shadow War Armageddon box, and I liked that. And Then I went in and got uh, the Wall of Martyrs Imperial Defense line and the Wall of Martyrs Imperial Defense emplacement. Got those done up, uh, built up. A Hematrope Reactor, a Manufactorum, uh, a Sector Mechanicus Prometheum Forge, and a Sector Mechanicus Alchemite Stack. Uh, I got some Prometheum Relay Pipes. Um, I bought those new objectives, the Sector Imperialis Objectives. Uh, Yeah. And I got a Fortress of Redemption, which I didn't realize how big it was when I ordered it. Um, I have built them all. And I have primed them all in... uh, (laughs) I have... I have primed them all in Mornfang Brown uh, because I'm just going to do it all as rusty. So it'll be hmm. like the decaying Imperium sort of setup going. Then if I play my Space Marines on it, it's cool. And if I decide I like these Nurgle Marines and want to go with some Death Guard, I can play in the same same terrain. But I, yeah. saw, I saw one of the boxes and everything looked rusted. And I looked in the back of the box and it's like, yeah, start with Mornfang Brown and then just add these other colors and it'll look like the whole. Set is old and rusted out. So I was like, psh, done. Psh, psh, spray paint, spray paint, spray paint. It's going to look different than my AOS stuff. And I have a table full of terrain. Some of it huge pieces, you know, and some of it smaller pieces. So you can get Marines behind some stuff and you could hide, you know, flyers and tanks behind other stuff. So that's, hmm. I uh, yeah, I kind of went a little overboard. I couldn't tell. But I wanted a full table worth of terrain with a bunch of terrain, for you know. So you did all I ever heard when other people, you know, excuse me, like when you when I listen to independent characters or when I listen to Canhammer, they be talking forty k, or if they listen to other, some other forty k stuff, uh, it was always you know. Make sure you cut. You don't want to have huge open line of sight paths for shooting. You don't want to have big open areas. You want to have lots of terrain blocking line of sight and cutting off open sight paths so that. You have to sort of move around and and, and and use the terrain as part of the game. So uh, I made sure I had a bunch. And it, I, it was cool-looking stuff. Like There's a couple other pieces I'd like, but right now I got enough. So I did all of that this month. It's amazing what you do when you don't have to work. Oof, you ain't kidding. Um, now, I've, I've also been uh, – I, I started a painting log, just time, not what I did. Next year I'm going to add in the what I did because, God, I must be wasting time. But uh, I started a painting log, and every I, every day I marked down the date and the times I painted and total up the hours, and then I've been starting every week of the month down how many hours I painted and kept a total. I think there were only two weeks this year that I didn't paint at all, like where I didn't paint even one day that week. Uh, but as of yesterday, because today's Sunday, so week twenty seven. Well, by the way, we're halfway through the year. That's amazing. Um, I have hobbied, meaning either painted or built, two hundred thirty one point two five hours. So that's not bad. That's that's now. Of course, now before Wapaca, I mean I had. Uh that week, that January 15th through the 21st, I had like 25 hours of hobby in that week.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and, there, yeah, and then the next week right before PACA, that was the week, that was two weeks before. Then it was another 22 and a half hours. So those two weeks before PACA, I put in like almost 50 hours of hobby, you know. But, uh, yeah. So I'm just keeping track just to see kind of what I've been doing and how what I've been building. But I've got a lot of stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of pleased with that. So that's been my hobby. Uh, have you done some gaming? I saw some pictures. Oh. You were doing some uh, – weren't you playing with uh, Wenger and Tip Sword, playing some uh, skirmish? No, it was
1: uh, Chad Hansen.
0: Oh, Chad Hanson. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Tip Sword's playing uh, Infinity. Uh, so Chad Hansen and Wenger, you guys were playing uh, skirmish?
1: Yeah. Uh, Chad and his wife drove down for uh, the weekend – the girls went off and did antiquing, and Carrie got more Pyrex because we need more of that. Um, I saw that that was a
0: nice piece too. I thought Pyrex was just like the the, the thick clear colored glass to bake in and uh, and the and the measuring cups. So
1: no, she gets like the collector sets from like the seventies and whatnot. I think one of the pieces we have is uh, styled for the Apollo, uh, one of the Apollo missions. Oh, nice. Um, but in any anyway, event, so Chad and I got to play. Um, a scenario for his upcoming event uh, or Oktoberfest, which is uh, in October. I believe it's the second weekend. Oh, nice. Um, up in lacrosse and it's going to be at a bar um, with a 40 K tournament running next to it. So Sweet. yeah, if you want to get in a good one day event, uh, lacrosse is a very nice town. Um, it is not like some podunk little place. It's got a lot of bars and a lot of good places to Hang around and go. It's not that far of a drive, and it's right in between uh, Wisconsin and where I'm at. Uh, is about a three and a half hour drive up to Lacrosse, so it's really not that bad of a drive. Chad runs on runs a very good event, and he makes prizes for most of the events that he does. So last year, I got a Ironbreaker helm for winning for Bugmans, so it's. Chad runs a very good event. It's very much a come and have fun first and then the competitive stuff later. So he's a very good community building type of guy.
0: And, and I got to say, the 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 one thing I played that Chad ran that, I mean, there's small things at Wapaka that he helped run. But the one thing that I ever was last year at Wapaka when he ran that big map campaign with the mixing up of teams and that, I mean, you played in it. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Like, yes, his his little narrative, the way he lets out the little the the stories and setting it up on the map and having that sort of dictate how the story is actually going and how the how the end uh, it was so much fun. He's really quite creative uh, when it comes to that stuff. And he really is just a great guy. Like he's literally out for fun first.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so we got to play, I got to take out my Tomb Kings against his 180 Grotz, which did not end well. Um, <laughs> I got I got rolled the Grot over. It was not good. It was just like, my snakes died, my Necrosphinx died. It was like, where is my guys going? Um, I double turned had. him. Oh, yeah. You were playing with a real army, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Uh, uh, my Stormcast double turned him and managed to to, to clip the the couple of things that he really needed to make that army super effective, and mm-hmm. then it, and then it just became a grind. It was gorgeous. It was just retributors and 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 guys just just standing a, among fields of grots. just like <laughs> just, just we. It was it was it was gross. Like it was and it wasn't quickly. It wasn't like I didn't get it all because there was so many of them. They would. They would pick off one or two of mine at a time, but when you've got 10 and they've got 60, you know, Mm -hmm. I take down 12 and he takes down two. That's actually pretty even. Oh, yeah. yeah, It was was a pretty fun game.
1: Yeah. And then we did a three player skirmish uh, game modified off of the, uh, what is it called? The Fog of War, or one of the first ones. Clash of Dawn is the scenario out of the skirmish book. Right. Uh, between me wanger and chad and we each took 50 renown and we just played took models off it was great and at the, our local store we've started our summer leagues which is like an escalation thing so for the first campaign week everyone plays 500 points and then a thousand then 1500 then 2k so and you have two weeks to play two games so it's really not that big of a deal so we started doing that. I played Space Marines, and I still don't know how to play Space Marines very well. But I switched over to my Grots for AOS, and apparently that I know how to play very
0: well. You've so, always been good with the Grots. Yeah. I have an affinity for them.
1: I, I guess. I don't know why, but it's all good. So, no, it's just been a lot of gaming, a lot of dice rolling, and a lot of having fun. So I haven't been... Hobbying as much as I would like, but there's been a lot of stuff going on. So
2: yeah.
0: how about you? Uh, I got in a couple of games with the Stormcast. Like I said, we started Friday night Warhammer at UGG. Uh, I try to get there by five and we're open. They're open till nine. Um, so they're not open maybe as late as some of the other places that are sort of in the area. Um but I also know after talking to the owner that if it gets busy and people are in there and you know and if it if it becomes financially viable, you know what I'm saying, if people are coming in and, mm-hmm. and picking some stuff up and playing games and buying merchandise, um, she would totally be willing to keep the store open later on Fridays. You know, like I said, you know maybe st- maybe stretch it to ten o'clock, you know, or you know, well at first at least to ten o'clock so that people you have maybe get their little after work still have time to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're sort of, I mean, Graysley, I mean, we're a little out of the way, you know, like we're not in the heart of a, this, you know, it's not super far, but it's, like I said, uh, we're in this area that's, you know, and so, so, I mean, there 's store hours until nine o'clock. And so I know, I know some people are like, oof we're coming after work. It's barely enough time to get a game in. Well, come in and play, you know, you know we'll play small games, get some stuff going, have some fun. If she sees that it's popular and the tables are full and people want to be there, and you know, I mean, I'm picking up stuff every week when I go there, but that's me. You know, I know there's other people who are picking up little things here and there too, and they go there. You know, if she, if she's making sales and and she sees that it's that it's popular, I mean, how, where else can you play Friday night? Everybody else in the planet is Friday night magic, but they're not they they're not doing. You know, we're we, I got I got Friday night Warhammer lined up there, and so uh, you know if you're Around this area, you know the Gray's Lake, Gurnee, you know northeast, uh, you know uh, the suburban Chicago, Illinois area. um, Come over,
1: like Lake County,
0: Lake County. That's why. Wow, I couldn't even think of Lake County. I guess my I don't know where my brain is. Um, But come play. Because we'd love to have you. Uh, I'm there almost every Friday. Um, this uh, well, when this show releases that Friday, we're leaving for vacation the the next day, so I may not be able to go because we may be packing and prepping. Um, but I'm going to try to go anyway. You know, I think Harrison may have to work if he's got to work. There's no reason I can't go. Um, so. That would be uh, that'd be awesome, but we did that, and um, I hope to get in more AOS games on Friday Night Warhammer, but a lot of people have been coming, have been 40K players have been coming in, you know, mm-hmm. because they used to have like a Tuesday night 40K, uh, and then that, I don't know what happened with that, but so 40K players have been coming in. I've been giving demo games to people, which I'm still new to the game, so I'm just putting out a few models. I mean, I know the rules, so we're putting them play, but I've gotten in several games um, of 40K with my Space Marines, and... uh i'm loving that game too like it honestly of the two i enjoy age of sigmar more but like i said earlier in the show this scratches a very different itch for me because it's a very different style of game Mm -hmm. um and i really i I enjoy it so it's i mean i i'll play either um they've really done it. I am literally playing two systems now and I haven't played two real, I've been pretty much AOS for quite a long time and not really touched anything else, which is why I sold all that stuff at Adepticon. Uh, but now I'm back to a two system man and they're both games, workshop games, which makes it so simple for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I've gotten several games in, so I've been gaming more now that we're hitting summer. I've got this Friday night, uh, Warhammer group going and, um, hobbying during the week to get ready for it, so I'm I'm all over the place. So you got any other? Let's do other, and then we'll take our take another break. So, um,
1: well, let's see. I mean, I I, don't know. I went saw Metallica. That was Father's Day, um, but we had the Caradron Overlords book review five hour extravaganza. So I didn't really talk too much about it. Um, it was a great show. I really I've never seen them before, and getting to see them at Soldier Field. So getting something, getting to watch something worthwhile at Soldier Field was amazing. Because Lord knows oh, yeah. it's not going to happen like in the fall. But oh, Yeah. Um, so it is. It was a good show. There. There was actually a critic that kind of sandbagged it and said, "Oh, they're just a shadow of their former selves." It's like they've been playing for thirty six years. Yeah. No kidding, huh? I mean- How, and they've only had to change two band members. One, unfortunately, by death, but. The other, Jason was in the band from, oh, geez, when did he join? He joined right before Injustice for All, and he left after S&M. So Jason was in there for a long time, and now they have Trujillo, and everything's fine. So it's still the same core guys, and they're all great musicians. So why are you sandbagging on them? I don't know. Maybe it's because it was a Friday night or a Sunday night, and the crowd wasn't super into it, but they still put on a great show. So how about we just, you know, let it go. It's okay. It was a great show. Shut up. Leave him alone. (laughs) Um, But Carrie and I have been uh, pounding through a lot of shows. We are about halfway through Penny Dreadful. Okay. We've been Keeping Up with Orphan Black, the Great British Baking Show, because reasons.
0: Hey, hey, that show is awesome.
1: Oh, no, it is. That show is
0: awesome. And it's weird because the American version – not as good even though it's the same thing it's it's one of these contest reality shows but everybody's nice yeah and, and maybe it's <laughs> just the british in them but honestly they like oh i'm done baking do you need any help yeah could you get th-? like they, they like nobody wants to win because of uh, because the other person screwed up they want to win cuz they're good and like they're helpful and kind i love like we literally that's on with, that records on pbs and it records in the evenings that it's on and like the next day like we'll we'll have finished dinner with we'll, the whole family will sit down and watch that that show is awesome <clears throat> Ooh, sorry. i'm sorry i, I bless you I, I don't mean to freak out about the british baking show but i totally i i i am an addict of that show
1: yeah and it's even better if you listen to like Making quotes taken out of context um, (laughs) is also very, very good. Um, And then I also watched Castlevania on Netflix. Oh, I haven't
0: watched that yet. That came out.
1: Oh, I got to watch that. It was only four episodes. But I still got to watch it. Oh, no, you still have to watch it. It's It's good. It was amazing. And I've been running through Attack on Titan. That's been like my other big animated show right now, besides obviously Batman and then Castlevania. I was blown away by Castlevania.
0: I'm excited is, to watch that.
2: I'm really it was excited.
1: fantastic. It reminded me a lot of Spawn, the Seth MacFarlane Spawn. Oh, yeah? Or not Seth MacFarlane. What's his name?
0: Um, no, it was Seth It is MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. No, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 the no. It's HBO Todd MacFarlane. Todd
1: McFarlane. Seth MacFarlane is family Farland guy. Seth is family guy. So, yeah. The Todd MacFarlane uh, animated version of Spawn. On HBO that they had a while ago, which is way better than the TV. movie. I
0: love that. I love the animated
1: one. To be fair, it didn't take much to get better than that movie. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Michael J. White and John Gazamo but not that movie. So, hey,
0: you right. know what? You know, I have the, the my friends, the PE coaches who I work out with. They have their little bulletin board in their office, and they put up little jokey pictures and stuff like that, and make fun of each other. I walked in one day and there was a picture of John Leguizamo from Spawn and it had my name under it, so I get I just I get salty I get salty about that. That's not okay. (laughs) So
1: but watch Castlevania. It was amazing. I strongly recommend you do it if you haven't already. They've already talked that they've renewed for season two. Excellent. And I really hope that gets here sooner rather than later.
0: Um I was, okay, I've been watching Twin Peaks, and part of this is I watch a lot of the shows, like, some, some things I watch on my own and some things I watch with the kids. And, like, Harrison and I have been watching that, and he's really kind of enjoying it, doesn't want me to watch it without him, but it's like you got to concentrate. So he's actually got to put his phone down, pay attention. So we're not watching it as much as we want to. Like, we got through X Files, and we got past the seasons, and we watched the movie, and then we're, like, about a half a season past that, and that sort of fell off the radar on him. I'm like, you should just watch it to the end. I know the last couple of seasons get weak, but how, how are you going to not complete something like this, you, you bonehead? Um, but so we've been watching Twin Peaks. Uh, and then he found out that The Office might get dropped from Netflix in a month or two. So he's like rewatching mm-hmm. the entire series. I'm like, dude, I'm going to kill you. Like literally, they watched The Office and like all of it in like two months at my house. And then Parks and Rec, they went through another month. By the way, Parks and Rec, I love that show. Didn't know it was any good. Never watched it on TV because I don't necessarily watch it on the TV. But I came home and the kids were watching it. And I had a couple episodes on while I was painting. And that Ron Swanson character is my hero. Like, he's seriously, he's like, he's, that show's funny. I enjoyed that a lot. I really enjoyed watching that show. I didn't think I would. But Parks and Rec was pretty damn good. Um, and now I know where that silly meme is with Chris Pratt turning and looking all ex- uh, all shocked at the uh, at you. So I know what that is too. Um, what else? Um, oh, <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, Dark Matters back. I've been watching that. That's a great show. Um, but something else that they have on now. They have uh, it's called Grindhouse Special uh do you remember the tarantino uh double feature with um what's his name um the the, the guy who does spy kids the ugh, i can't think of his name right off the top of my head he did uh the the the, the kaiju robot uh movie um ugh. Guillermo del toro yeah uh, the director yes him and Tarantino did Grindhouse where they had the double feature. They had Planet Terror and Death Proof, and they did that double feature Grindhouse type thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's basically it's, it's paying tribute to, like, 70s exploitation films over the top on gore and nudity and sex and all sorts of every bad thing you could have, right? Mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Channel, like Late Night on Fridays, has this 13-episode series I'll call Blood Drive. And if you like that sort of thing, this is kind of awesome. And I like that sort of thing. They actually have commercials during the commercial break where they make it look like like they, they list the 13 episodes and they show them each as like on an old videotape. You know, like it's like this old 70s, 80s sort of, you know, straight to video uh, sort of film. Um, it's, it's the, it, and of course, this is one of those. Okay, you got to picture it as a 70s style even plot in the future the the there the, there's something happened, and now we don't have enough water or gas okay so the world gas is really expensive and water is being rationed and you know the place lots of places are deserts, and people don't have enough stuff and like the police are now like uh militarized practically and they are they're 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 farmed out to companies that run them and um There's this illegal underground race Called the blood drive And they're cars that have been modified And the engines run on blood So the drivers actually kill people And once they drip blood on the engine Like the engine block opens up And you see the gears spinning like teeth And they just shove the whole body in And you'll see this meter go up with blood And you drive your car And it runs on blood And this cop comes across the thing And the drivers are all Fucked in with like snake pliskin chips from uh, from uh, uh, Escape from New York. So if you if you try to quit the race, your head blows up. So you have to finish the race. And they go from and each race each episode is a certain length of the race. And if you come in last, they blow your head up. So every length, somebody dies. And um, this cop goes to stop the race, and they grab him, and they just make him a partner with this girl who he's near, who he starts fighting with. He starts arguing with. And so they, like, stick a chip in him. They're like, we're going to make this cop run the race. This will be funny. And so now this cop's running the race. And he's finding out that the company, like, the people behind the race are also the people who run the cops. And the people who are running almost, like, everything. And I'm only, like, three, four episodes into it. But it's, like, there's a bigger plot unfolding. and it's But it's mixed in with just horrendous amounts of violence. <laughs> and car racing. And, uh, I mean... I mean, the third episode, they stopped at this place overnight, and what they didn't realize was that the organizers stopped them at this place, and it was like a hotel and restaurant, and the people running it were, uh, you know, food's expensive, too, because there's no water, so you can't really, animals are hard to come by, so they kill off the guests, and they make them into, into, into food. And so, Alice Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, so it's this weird cannibal thing going on where you know they're eating the burgers and like, oh these are tasty, and and then they when they realize that they're 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 eating people, then all of a sudden they're like grossed out, and he's like, oh boy, and she's like, and the one guy's all getting really, and he's like, really sick, and he's like, why? He's like, oh, I don't think that was a corn dog, and I'm like, oh my god, like this show is so over the top. I mean, and it's on sci-fi, it's just horrible bad language. Like there's literal nudity, and they just block it out with big black bars. Like they're just like and it's like I'm, when this comes out on video, I'm wondering if the black bars will be like gone like because they don't they don't even censor the language. It's just over the top. I I'm kind of fascinated by this show. Um, Went too long on that. I'm sorry, but it was just I couldn't. It's it's so different. Um, What else have we been watching a British bank show like you have? Um, I went to see Spider-Man today. And it. I loved it. Now, I, I love everything. I know, shut up. Um no, but this was better than I mean, he first of all, he didn't he looked like a kid since he's supposed to be in high school. You know, neither Toby Maguire or uh Andrew Garfield looked like they were in high school. Um and plus he's like Spider-Man. Like he's like the comic book Spider-Man. Like he doesn't get any respect from anybody. He's kind of a kid. Like he's not very good at his job either. Like, you know, he's got these powers and he's pretty good at But, like, he doesn't know how to do all of the aspects of being a superhero yet. It was really good. Like, this was the Spider-Man that was, like, a believable high school kid as a superhero uh, movie. I loved it. My whole family loved it. They actually want to go back and see it. Like, we walked out, and they're like, when can we go see this again? This was really good. And they don't all... It's rare that the whole family says that when they walk out of a movie. Like, my daughter Morgan doesn't even like superhero movies, but she went to see it, because she's like, oh, the Marvel ones are okay, I guess I'll give it a shot. And she walked out, she's like, that was great. So, Spider-Man was really good. Um, what else? I got one other thing. Um, I, you know, I was... I, I, when I listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern, which I've talked about several times on the show, at the end, they have ads for other shows on that their Earwolf network. And... Um, they had an ad for a show called how did this get made and it's oh yeah uh, have you have you listened to this this is not this no. is this is not a this is not safe for work podcast there's a lot of bad language in it however um uh, and it's it's weird there's three people in, and the female i don't recognize her from what she's in but like the one dude is if you ever watched like fresh off the boat he's the guy who runs the guy's restaurant like when he's not there like the Mater d' and kind of runs the restaurant. Uh, balding, tall, thin guy, and the other guy uh, is he was in Parks and Rec. He was the weird uh, perfume selling mogul that owned the big company. Or if you saw, if you've seen the commercials for that movie, The House, the new movie with um, Will Ferrell movie, the one that's kind of bombing at the theaters right now. <clears throat> um, if you've seen any commercials for it, there's the guy with the the, the darker skin guy with the beard, who's like his partner in this. It's that guy, sure. Uh, and they basically go and they 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 pick out really just horrible movies, and they just tear them apart. Like they go through and they're like, "This doesn't make any sense. This is what is this? This this is this is horrible. This is ridiculous. This is there." Uh, they will always have a point where they they'll go and they'll go and find out Amazon reviews for the movie, and read the differing opinions of the people who love the movie. Um. But that show's really fun. Like, it's really cool. And they tell you what movie they're going to. Like, they have a little preview thing beforehand to tell you what movie they're doing. So if you want, like, they'll tell you if it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. So you can go watch it beforehand so you'll know what they're talking about. Um, But it's actually pretty good. I think the best one I've heard so far is they actually had one for the Punisher Warzone, which was the last Punisher movie. Um, by the time it was like the third Punisher movie and nobody went to see it because they were like, oh really? Like the first two were terrible. But they had Patton Oswalt on who kind of really like loves movies and he was kind of talking about it. And they had the director on. <laughs> and she was talking about how, this is a woman who her first movie was a short that was nominated for Academy Award. And uh, she was on talking about how she got how she got the job and what she was trying to do with it. And she's like, look, I know not everything in this movie was great, but you know, she's like people complained it was way over the top, too violent, and it was like just insane, and there was something wrong with me. She goes, "I, I, I never, di- I don't direct action pictures or comic book pictures." She's like, "All of that stuff I took directly out of the comic." So people who were mad at me were like, "This is the stuff you were reading in the comic, not me." Mm-hmm. So it was, that's a great show. If you want to hear a good show that talks about bad movies in a really fun way and just really, it's it's. It, I find myself laughing out loud at a lot of the parts because it is because they really just go at the films. So that's mine, and I've gone too long. But there's a lot of cool others. So this past month, I've like I said when I'm home in the summer, I, I have a lot of little things to fill the time. So, mm-hmm. all right, so that's that. Uh, totally went too long, and I apologize. But that is the toolbox, and um, we're gonna have a short, er, uh, main. E type thing this this uh, this week, and uh, when we come back, uh, we will hit on that. So we'll be back in just a minute.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you got your popcorn ready. because This is about to get real. <laughs> I'm the cranky old man. Yeah. So, All right. this part may contain naughty language. So, no, please it, be it advised. Sh- it shall
0: not. Okay. Uh, uh, it, uh, and if it does, that we have the cuckoo. But I don't. I, pro- know. I don't think it will. I'm. I'm you know what? Uh, I'm much calmer after having talked to you. In, uh, during the prep time for the episode,
1: I have that effect on people.
0: Yes, you you are you are like I said you are you are my you keep the keel even. You are my anchor. It's not like
1: I'm a therapist or anything, Dave.
0: No, you know what? On this show, I need one. <laughs> so
1: I know. All right, God, so. talking to a hockey puck. <laughs>
0: And I have other all sorts of other imaginary friends i'm like it's I'm like a bad version of a morning zoo if such a thing is possible um all right, so I've been joking around and talking with some of my friends uh about things that just irk me you know uh in 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 the hobby and um in fact, I jokingly was talking with some of the guys from um the r- Rolling bad. Uh, podcast, and they were saying that they should get El- cranky old man Elric and me together um for a for a, the the rolling bad um spin off better call y tech where <coughs> where I would just rant and rage with Elric um, but um you know as i 'm talking about that i thought i i I thought this would make a good topic and, and maybe not a good topic but a mini topic and since we 're trying not to go as long this show with. You know, because of the four and a half hours last time. Um, so I just, I, I, today I want to talk about players. Uh, the people who are involved in this hobby. Uh, and I'm not trying to insult or or go off the rails with people. But, okay, tabletop wargamers are an odd bunch of people. And I'm one of the oddest. So I'm not, you know, I'm not. Look, there's, you know, they aren't any more or less rabid than other fandoms. Okay, all fandoms have their things, right? And all fandoms have their their people and their the things that happen that are like, eh, well, you shouldn't be doing that. It just, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of people in this hobby that are like, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if you're socially inept or you just have an insane sense of entitlement or something. But there's just some people that are that guy, and we all know the phrase that guy. And I think today, I kind of want to talk about that guy uh, away from. The tabletop, okay, and I'm, not, and I'm just. Let me preface this with, dude. I come from a geek household, okay. I know about fandoms, I know about you know the the you know niche things and their constituents, okay. I mean, I was the only kid in middle school who owned a dehumidifier. All right, I owned it because in my house we didn't have the full on air conditioning. We had box fans when I was a little kid, and it was humid. We live in Chicago, and so. I had all my comics in their sleeves in the closet with the dehumidifier I bought plugged in and in the closet to keep my comics from getting ruined, okay? Um, uh, you know My wife's a convention goer. She's an autograph collector. She goes with me to big gaming conventions, uh, but she's an autograph collector, whether it's on photographs or books. You know, she's got something she's into, she's probably got a picture of that person with her and an autograph. You know, uh, I worked at a toy store called Zany Brainy about 15 years ago before they went out of, you know, they went out of business. But I worked there like the last five years they were open. And uh, I started the Harry Potter Club in that store. And this is before there were any Harry Potter movies. This is like the fourth book had just come out. I was a big fan of it. I was doing stuff with a young reading class for my English lit course, my, my teaching courses. And so I started a little club and the kids came dressed up as Harry Potter stuff. I would prep activities and trivia. And it, and it actually was so popular at our store and I guess my district manager got wind of it. And it became like a chain-wide thing that I prepped. So like I'm all about geeky stuff. I used to be able to recite pretty much the entire first chapter of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone by heart. Like, that's how well I knew this stuff. So I know what it is to be just insanely into certain geeky things, okay? And, you know, I'm into this now. This is my thing. You know, this is my geek thing. Seven years I've been talking into this microphone about toy soldiers. Uh, But I've been watching stuff over the past couple weeks and months, and, you know, and Now, granted, a lot of this is social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, forums, podcasts, Uh, and and social media is not real life. And social media brings out the worst in so many people. But it just makes you want to talk about some sort of etiquette beyond the tabletop. Okay, now I'm normally a positive person and everyone who listens to the show knows that I try to keep this show positive. I am pretty happy. I am outgoing. I try to. And the show has always strived to remain positive, even in its criticisms. We remain strive to remain positive. Um, in fact, if you listen regularly, you know this show is a pro-GW podcast. I am openly and proudly a fanboy. Uh, I've been called an apologist for them. Uh, and some people use that as a bad term. I don't even know that I am. But, uh, you know, if it's, you know, whatever. I I defend the things I like. and I And I, you know, I talk about things I like. And... I I love what this company does. I really do, and I don't love every single last thing. But there's enough that I love that I could pretty much focus on the positives. And if there is something I don't like, um, you know, I think there's enough good that outweighs the bad. And there's enough, you know, I don't, I just, I don't need to dwell on the negative. I can point out what I don't like about it without going crazy. Um, and that's that's what I try to do. Um, but lots of people don't. And while that's okay, um some of it's been kind of driving me crazy lately. And I, I just I don't I don't get some of it. Uh the, So the, it's
1: the issue isn't so much that people have their own opinions. No, it, they it, have d- your opinion. it doesn't even matter that it's differing. It's the manner in which it is expressed is the issue.
0: It's it's that's yeah. Uh you know okay. You know the the title of the episode is "Do unto others, even G.W." And you know what "Do unto others" is that "Do unto others as you would have them do unto you." And it doesn't. You know, I kind of try to live by that. You know, it's the golden rule. And I thought I, it was
1: whoever has the gold makes the rules.
0: That's, that's that that I believe that was what Jafar said in um in uh in Aladdin. But that's not the golden rule. Um, it's just, and like I said, the, I'm not. I, and you're the one who said to me, you, you, are, "Wait, so we're going to do an episode where we complain about people complaining?" And that's not what I'm trying to do here. Um, although I am, you know, worked up about it. I just, it there's a there's a there's a there's a way to go about things, and I I, I think the reason that it gets me so worked up is as you pointed, out, you've been in this hobby way longer than I have. Okay. Like thirteen years or so. Okay, and I've been in it like ten. So, but still, three. I mean, that's that's still you know, that's like you know thirty percent longer, or twenty five. You know, so I mean, before all the social media and stuff came out, Games Workshop did communicate with people. Like they told us what was coming out. They used to give us stuff three months in advance. You know, like little Mm -hmm. hints and tips about what's coming out. Um, For whatever reason, as a business structure, that didn't work for them, and they changed it. But they did. You know, they they were on. Facebook when it first came out. They did have a social media presence a long time ago. Yeah. Um, And they went away. And uh, you know why they went away. I know why they went away. They went away because their page became just a place for people to go and tell them how much they sucked. And they did. (laughs) I mean, let's not, you know,
1: we're not... Pro GW doesn't necessarily mean we're not going to call them out on stuff. Like right, there was right. a time in seventh and eighth edition where they just disappeared completely. And right. they weren't involved. I mean we still had the staff on the local level, but they were still shutting down stores because their numbers were not doing well with the model that they had. Right. So they had to make a lot of very drastic changes to how they did things. They didn't talk about Releases in advance, because the big thing with a release, especially with new model kits or new rules, is the hype. Right. They need to hit the hype when it's high. That's why they don't tell us things anymore. Well, plus, when
0: you told people three months in advance, it actually was bad for their business. Because why? If I know that what I want is coming out in three months, I'm not buying a damn thing for three months.
1: Right. And at the end of the day, they still have to keep the lights on in the office This game doesn't exist if we don't buy into it. So forgive them for trying to make a buck. That's just how it is. (laughs) But with how this company has changed in the time that you and I have been playing Games Workshop games, it went from they were there, they told us things, they were great, and then they disappeared. And there was a lull. And then all of a sudden... Right around when the Imperial Knight came out, they started coming back. And I'm walking and doing a timeline in my hands with this as we're talking. (laughs) And suddenly, bango, there they are again. And they're coming back in full force because they had their leadership change. And they went about everything differently. They start doing the Warhammer TV on YouTube. They start doing the Facebook. They start doing the Twitter. And then that keeps going into Warhammer TV live streaming on Twitch. It's just the dramatic shift from where it was to where we have it now, and we 've talked about this so many times before it 's just astounding, yeah, but then there are some people that still want more
0: and, and, and it 's think- okay to have constructive criticism're i 'm not saying you shouldn 't but it's they have come in the past two and a half years. And I almost say two years because it was really right around the time that Age of Sigmar came out that it really started pushing and moving forward. Um, because for the, the the six months before that, they were putting out their stuff, but even the Warhammer TV was just minute and a half videos of stuff that was upcoming. Most mm-hmm. of it, you know, it was still a lot of just advertisement. They weren't really. Talking to us that much uh, and they had Stopped talking to us and once again you know When you put out a release and you're like oh look This has come out and the minute that book comes out Within a day your Facebook page is Flooded with people telling you how much they hate You Mm -hmm. and they didn't Have they didn't have anything in place To deal with that either whoever Was running it back then didn't have a Community group saying okay you guys We're going to pay you to handle this Thing you know Mm -hmm. And they looked at it went oh my god People are going to this site and just seeing people hate us. Get rid of it. Like, they, they didn't, you know. Now, they, they they dip their feet into it. And then somebody talked someone into the smartest move they've made in years. And that was starting the community thing. They reached out to bloggers. They reached out to podcasters. They reached out to anybody who was very public about their like of GW and said, hey, thanks. We like what you're doing. We want you to do more. And then like you said they got the, the you know the youtube channel started being used more they they started these facebook pages and do you remember when it first came out they posted hey you know this here is you know we're here and we want you to post your stuff but you're only allowed to post pictures of you know citadel miniatures and there were literally people who were griping and complaining saying well, can't we make comments? We can only p- post pictures. It's like no, they, they just they mean don't post pictures of other people's other companies' models because it's this is for their company. Like, don't you know? <laughs> like, you know, they really Again, tried,
1: and they yeah. Heaven forbid they try to make try to make a buck. That's just right nature of business, and they also want to show off their product and what the people in the community are doing. They have now given us given us an an avenue to do that. Before we were just on our local forums and not really growing the community outside of the forums and the groups that we were a part of. Right. There was no real growth into branching out to get Joe Schmo in his basement and try to reach those people. Now they are. And again, it's the dramatic change in this company is unbelievable. Now you and I have a different relationship with gw because we do this podcast well, okay yeah, i full run this
0: closure yeah i mean if you listen to the show they've, they've sent us stuff they've asked us to review it i mean we have a good and friendly relationship with them um you run tournaments and you've been in touch with them for that stuff
1: yeah and even like we've talked about it before with the Adepticon coverage where they had the community episode the community meeting where they sat down and talked with some of the prominent members in the Age of Sigmar community in the U.S. at Adepticon for a good couple of hours just to talk about where we wanted to see the game go, how we can help the community grow. And it was, I think that conversation was initially started as, how can GW help us when the real question is, how can we help ourselves? Because what GW does, and what a lot of people don't know apparently, is they have... Did you know that you have a way to contact them if you're running a tournament and you can get price support from them and like support on their webpage on their calendar if you wanted to post an event or do something cool? I didn't know that. Uh, Guess what? They do. Yep. <laughs> and they have a very. I mean, they're a very busy company, and they only have so many people to look through it. So it does take a little bit of time, but they actually get back to you. Whereas before, again, they didn't do that. So at the end of the day, it still comes down to us as a community to grow the community ourselves. GW is pushing everything that they can for us. They run these heats over in the UK, which I really hope that they would bring over here. But over here, we still have large conventions that the community has built, whether it's Adepticon or Nova or LVO or the SoCal. Oh, speaking or- of
0: which, uh, guess what I signed up for?
1: What did you sign up for?
0: The one day AOS tournament at Gen Con. Gen Con. You see, that's what I'm talking they're, about. They're, 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 they're going to be at Gen Con. And it's like full on big ass tournament at Gen Con. Yeah. Like, and they didn't have much going on there before at all. And when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, oh my, oh, I'm like. I told Heather, I'm like, I have to bring an army with. Like, I have to pack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be playing in a tournament. Like, I used to go there and just play some Mordheim and some of the old uh, specialist games that that you can't play anymore. Last year, I played Mordheim and Space Hulk for a couple of days. No, I'm going to an AOS tournament at Gen Con because they're back and they're trying to be everywhere. Now, granted, two years ago things got messed up. Stuff didn't get sent. Their people, you know, didn't have the right paperwork or stuff, and stuff didn't get through. Um, but they're, they've changed, and they're here, and you know, and this isn't just a big oh rah rah section. This is the facts. Like, I used to, okay, I used to go into UGG, and there was a group of, of neckbeards in there who hated GW and they would play any game as long as it wasn't made by GW and they would literally I'd hear them say things like this and every time a release came out if the when the price when, the, when they would have the price increases and they would announce the price increases you go in there and they'd be walking around and just talking about how this company has one year left. They're going to sell out to some other company. Mattel or somebody's going to buy them. Like, there's just all these conspiracy theories about how they were going to get sold to these companies. You know, they're 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 licensing out their IPs to video games and stuff like that. It's the only thing. And they're going to be gone in a year. You watch. They're going to be gone. Look at all these things that are happening. They're going to be gone. And, you know, for all the naysayers, th- they've turned this around. And this, I mean, dude. Warhammer TV's on every day now. Mhm. Like it's and sometimes on the weekend. Yeah. Like it was just a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday thing and now it's like every morning my phone's like bung dook. Warhammer TV is now live. And I'm like, "Really? Like it's uh, it's like every day." Cuz yeah. it got popular and they know it's good and and they're doing you know, it's it's like okay. Here's an example of how good they've gotten. And now I would say of all of my friends who play Warhammer, uh, the guys that we know, I would say, of and of the ones who've been on the show, let's narrow it down to that. People who have been on the show, friends of ours, play Warhammer, I would say the most critical, not negative, but critical, a guy who just really sits there and, and will cut to the heart of the matter and be honest, is Rotor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every year we do our year in review, and we do top three, bottom three. You know, and there have been years where we've had honorable mentions where we have like a top five, bottom five, you know, things we loved, things we didn't. And the five were always legit. Like we weren't nitpicky. These are just things we really didn't like, whether it was a model or something they put out. Um, this year, we were hard pressed to find three. Rotor only found two. Mm-hmm. Like and he is he is and he is like the, of, of, he is straight and honest and a straight shooter. And he but he is he is critical. And he's even having trouble finding anything wrong with what they've been doing lately, because they are firing on all cylinders, and they're out there and they're talking to us, and they're and they're they're listening to us. Um, and yeah. these are things that haven't happened. And then this this kind of falls though into the the stuff that where we're going to get into this whole. I, I know. It, I don't know if you want to call it social networking etiquette or, you know, or just gamer etiquette away from the tabletop. But, you know, I'm looking at things and there are just there are still people who are just keyboard warriors who don't get that that you're not helping anything by what you're doing. And that's you good. mean like the people
1: that post on saying, oh, just get rid of the initiative turn roll and get rid of shooting into combat
0: and I'll play your game? Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of that, but I'm going, let's go even farther. Let's go to the people who still two years later scrap the whole system and go back to 8th edition. Okay, Dude, Age of Sigmar is outselling 8th edition by like over double, all right? Like they're not going back to the thing that didn't make them money. No, that would be stupid. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, come hey, on. look, this is making way more money than fantasy ever did. Um, wh- wh- why would we get rid of it just because you want your rank and flank? Come on. There are other companies that make those games. You can go right ahead and play those. Yeah, and in fact, those other companies will tell you, "Hey, bring your old models and play our game. Go ahead, have fun." It's not like their models are any good anyway. And you can but keep buying Games Workshop models and playing other games. Go ahead. Play yeah, your you play don't. your 8th edition, your 9th edition, your 10th edition. Play your other games with Games Workshop models because as long as you're buying their models, they're, they're – they, they don't care. Honestly, you, you don't ever have to play anything. As long as you buy their models, they're going to be content.
1: But, yeah. At the end of the day, they still want you to play their games.
0: Of course. Because but you know what I'm their saying. their games
1: are great. Yeah and that's just the end of it. I can't really say to somebody anymore that the game is not 10,000 times percent better what it was because it's actually like, games are interesting, games are fun, and I actually want to play 40K. I actually want to play Age of Sigmar, whereas before 8th edition, like people complain about the double turn all the time. Okay, do you remember what it was like for the first turn? For 8th edition, do you remember what the first turn was Yeah, for a lot of those games? Where it was, okay, I'm playing Tim Kings and you've got a Demon Princess Lanesh. If you go first, you win. If I go first, I might win.
0: Yeah, or I've got a really nice heavy shooty army. And um, well, heck, let's go back to 8th edition, <laughs> that game at Adepticon, where the guy didn't prep for a blood and glory scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Heaven forbid. I-, I have all this artillery. I took out your general and one flag bearer and you just lost. I mean, yeah. there were a lot of non-games turn one. Um, and I'm not def- – and it's, this is – okay, the, the point of this is not to defend the, 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 the turn initiative. The point of this is when I'm reading it, it says, nerf shooting, it sucks. That Okay, first of all, w- what we're referring to here is this past week, Games Workshop has asked the, the, the people who are on the Facebook page if you have questions for their upcoming FAQ. Are there rules questions? Do you have questions? Do you need clarification on a war scroll, on a game mechanic? Do you need clarification on how it works? We want your input. We want to know what you don't understand so that we can put it in the FAQ and make it clear for everybody. Okay? Get rid of the initiative roll for every turn. I'll never play your game until I see that. Or... Get rid of all this shooting in and out of combat. I'll never play your game until I see that. That is not a question. And Nor is it constructive. Yeah. Saying this sucks, get rid of it. Okay, that that's not what they're... Okay, A, it's not what they're asking you for. B, th- you know... And here's the thing. I don't know all these people. I mean, you look, there's 900 people on there. And yes, I have friends on there, but they never seem to be commenting. Like It's just a lot of names I don't know. So I don't know you, but my guess is if you asked me a question and I turned around and was like, your thing sucks, you're dumb, I bet you wouldn't react well. No,
1: and you would not get the response you wanted.
0: No, in fact, you can scroll through that, and there are people who are like, this mechanic sucks, and other people are like, you know what, I think it's pretty good. And And then the person goes, but nobody asked you what you think of what I think.
1: Or that's it, not really a question.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, that, that <laughs> happens. And, and that's several times in this. And this is the stuff that pisses me off. It's like, do you want them to go away again? Cause I don't think a few of you are going to do it. But when I see this, I could just like, God, you know, people have, to, they're paying some guy to sort through some poor schlub has to go. through. They're paying the- several guys to
1: go through that. Having heard conversations with uh, their community guys and their developers they're gonna go through that whole mess.
0: Yes, and they're and gonna go through pick and out out the, out the questions, questions and th- the things that aren't questions. The things that are, you suck. They're not gonna listen to you.
1: They, they are. They will take it into consideration because I don't think they're just gonna straight up ignore them because these are.
0: And I think, but some of it, yeah, okay, but no, but some of the stuff, like I said, the go okay. back to eight go back to eighth edition. You're getting ignored.
1: Okay, that's a troll. There's a right. difference. Okay. 'Cause we have Trogoths now. So okay. that's a troll. But the point is it's not so much that you have an opinion, it is the way you choose to express it and the appropriateness of the time and place. Now I think part of that is gonna come back to the biggest positive and negative social networking, which is people get together and they get to talk, and then the biggest negative is they people get together and they talk. <laughs> and there's no there's realistically no filter other than language. People can say whatever they want on social media or whatever because they're behind the safety of their keyboard. And you know, they may be people that would say that to your face if you were to ask them that question in person, but there's a certain amount of freedom and liberation that comes with I'm just a bro on the other end of a computer screen computer screen yelling at another bro on the other end of a computer screen about the same stupid thing, but I think my way is better. That comes with social networking. And it's not – I don't think a lot of what is going on with that is like a sense of entitlement or thing like that. I
0: think – Oh, we'll get to that because there's that too. But right now we're talking about just how to phrase your question, not statement, but question in a way that will actually get someone to want to answer it.
1: Right. So I don't know. But I think at this point we're probably going to be better off taking a break cooling it down a little bit and then we'll come back and talk about transparency and entitlement uh okay
0: sure we'll take another break all right um okay cool taking a break and we'll be back in a minute
1: Check out that guy in the garage hammer shirt. Who cares about him? Look at that
2: guy with the garage hammer hoodie.
0: That's right, guys. Nothing tells the ladies I'm one of the gaming elite like garage wear. So hurry to garagehammer.net/store, and soon you'll be the guy at game night that all the gaming chicks are talking about. Remember, boys: first you get your gear, then you win all your games, then you get the chicks.
2: That's right, boys.
1: The only gamers we notice are in Garage Gear.
2: And we're back. I took a valley of... Killer.
0: I mixed it up with some moonshine. I think I'm, I'm good now. So. Do I have to call
1: poison control?
0: Actually, I didn't do any of those things. Um, we didn't okay, really take much of a break. I'm just... just—I'm I'm Actually, I don't drink anything with calories in it anymore. Uh, I'm drinking uh, Polish natural uh, sparkling mineral water, sodium-free. So.
1: so that came out of your sink?
0: No, no. It's literally mineral water, sparkling mineral water. Syshovianka. Uh, I happen to like mineral water. Polish... Mineral water is actually really good. I don't know why, but all the ones I buy have Polish names bottled in Poland. Hey, they're helping my peoples, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So. Listen, it's made in knowledge of Poland and distributed in the USA by Lowell International Foods, Franklin Park, Illinois. That's like right where my in-laws, near where my in-laws live. So we're not only helping Poland, we're helping the city of Chicago and the the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get back. Um, okay, so here's the other thing. <laughs> it gets me. Um, the what have you done for me lately, people. All right. Um, look, once again, and this comes down to this whole, this is a business, You know, they are literally in this to make money, and they are reaching out to the community so hard. Like, in fact, I remember when they first started reaching out to the community, there were people coming, well, gee, welcome to the 2000s. You know, like, other companies have been doing this a long time. Yes, and the other companies have also been doing it kind of wrong. Oh, yeah. We've recently seen the shutdown of many major uh, game companies. I won't name the. The tabletop war games or the collectible card games that had to completely shut down their bags because they they well lawsuits and stuff from these people. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to watch how you do things, you know. And uh, I'm not saying that doing nothing for many years was right, but they're they're reaching out and they reached out tentatively, and they reached out slowly, and they're building something that's really great. And you, there's just. And it's, and it's in, in many different forms of social media where you're getting this whole, you know, okay, they're doing that good. but And I don't know if people are trolling or what. Like, okay, when they announced the General's Handbook 2 about six months ago that they're going to start compiling things for the General's Handbook 2 and they're very excited. But, you know, they made that announcement on the community page. Yeah. And, like, every third comment was, again, I just bought the first one. Are you going to keep 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 robbing me of my twenty five dollars or my forty euros or my thirty or my twenty you know thirteen pounds or whatever you know from whatever country they were talking from? Um, are you going to keep you know picking my pocket every and it's like dude um, you know it, they said it they're working on it you know and you know before they didn't update enough and now they update too much like nobody's ever ever happy you know. Mm-hmm. And now now they've announced it And it's like what's taking so long You know <laughs> you know, it's the same people Yeah And it's a,
1: it's a different process Because what they've talked about With these handbooks And the frequency that they're going to be coming out Okay we're going to get a new handbook every year that is a, And if it repoints everything If it clarifies rules If it adds new ways to play the game Aside from waiting every couple of months For a new army book to get those sort of things going then why are we complaining exactly you can change the meta with a pamphlet essentially it's a small booklet i mean okay so it's 25 30 bucks a year us that's not the worst thing it's readily available to everybody at that point i mean there are other companies that update like unit cards and stuff like that on their website but if you were to buy the product off the shelf without an updated card, you're SOL. Because it's like, well, why aren't you using the updated one? Right. I didn't know there was an updated one. So you have – they do their pamphlet. They take the feedback that they've gotten over the last X many months before they look into putting another one together. And they're doing this the right way. It's just the process. It's the timing. They're managing two major game systems plus specialist games. Plus product development, plus painting, plus running events, plus doing all this community stuff that they haven't done before. So I'm sorry. What aren't they doing?
0: Right. And here's the thing. We keep going back to this. They are a company and they are doing all of this and they are building all of this and they are putting all this together. And the people who are complaining, dude, I don't, you know, what are you building? What are you doing? You know, and here's the thing. They are building a community and they're doing a darn good job over the last two years. They're not like community activists or, or whatever you call them that, that this, you know, that is not their main call, you know, to sit there. I mean, you hear people sit there. Well, you know what? You know, and it, it, you know, they, they open. And once again, they open up these dialogues with the community. And you're, you know what your problem is? You know, how do you open up with Do you know what your problem is? that you know mm-hmm. that, that does that make anybody want to listen to what you have to say or or you'd open up with you know well you know this is what you're going to this is what you should do better like and i get they're asking for what you'd like to see but there's there's positives and negatives there's you know what can we do to improve this if they're asking we want you know your suggestions for improvement that's one thing but there, there's only so much they can do. And you just said, what are they not doing, you know? And, and uh, you know, when you start getting down to these granular micro things, it's like, you know, they're not reaching out enough to people who don't play war games at all and, and, and trying to increase their market share by dragging in people who don't play war games at all that 's not an e you know like i don 't even how the heck would you would you do that like they're they they 've put their product out into more places they 're doing more you know they 're not they 're not uh, they 're not reaching out to 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 you know left handed gamers enough you know uh, it 's like you know how do you know how do we how do they they need to start going in a way where they they put up stuff where everybody in the world who could can get a chance to, like, I mean, like, they're not going to throw up their, their rules and all their stuff that's not out yet for beta testing for everybody. Like, it's not a video game. They don't have the, the, you know, they have play testers. I'd love to be one. I'm not. But they have play testers, you know? And they have them around the world, to my knowledge. I mean, if you know, I heard that the guys from Frontline Gaming were talking about how they were helping play test 40K, you know? You got the guys in England play testing Age of Sigmar. They can't have everybody do it. It's it's that's yeah. too big, too unwieldy, and it's you know you know they're not going to get every guy who plays in his basement with three friends and doesn't even know about the larger community out there. They can't do that, and it's unrealistic to sit around and complain about these things. It kind of reminds me of when I first started listening to podcasts and I first learned about the etc. and the the I would follow along on a lot of the the the, the little forums and stuff, and you'd get. Um, You'd get these guys who were running like. I, I always followed the British team because I didn't know anything about the American team, and and quite frankly, eventually didn't care about the American teams going. Because um, the British teams were the guys I heard about first, and I really like kind of followed what they were doing. I knew who these people were through the podcasts, and they would pick teams, and there would always be so much drama and controversy over who gets picked and how. And you you know you didn't you didn't put out to every single person who might want it. It's not realistic it's not manageable and it's not something that they could do and have it be economically feasible that type of stuff if you start expecting that that's that's the type of stuff that gets it all shut down
1: yeah and there are some other companies that will do open beta for their miniatures if you sign up for their like pseudo community liaison type position but the thing is at what point do you stop becoming a community liaison and someone that just wants to be involves this where you get all the free stuff that comes with it. Yeah. I mean, I've had that happen with a local game with a local, with another miniature company here where the community actually just went and died because of how they had to register to get all this information free and to get the free stuff for free because they were greedy and heaven forbid that that's not a human flaw. So yeah. it's just one of those things that they need to get feedback from the community. Yeah. But they have to get it from the right people. And people want to talk about how are you going to get to Joe in his basement? Well, the biggest thing that's going to get to Joe in his basement is you. Yeah, us. Because the biggest seller for this kind of a thing is going to be word of mouth. Right. And if it's going to be you are getting together at your library or at your game store or at somewhere else and play, it's on you to say, okay, guys, this is something that we're going to do. Come by, check it out if you want. And then we'll introduce you to the rest of it. But if you want to grow the community, you have to do it.
0: I mean, look at UGG. I mean, we're, it's a small store, and it, it's you know we don't have the, we did, we used to have a good Warhammer community, and then things fell apart like it did everywhere. And we're still building ours back. Uh, and uh, you know, um, but when we did Friday Night Warhammer, it's on their website, and we and that's you know we asked the store, hey, can you post this? Um we have it on the the game calendar that's in the store but we also, you know, hey, look, let me just put little signs up by the by your where you sell your games workshop stuff. Ask us about Friday Night Warhammer. You know, mm-hmm. because then even if you're your 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 Tommy basement boy and you never reach out to the community at all, when you go to your local store and there is a sign there that says um hey, ask us about this you know you, you you can't go in and buy stuff and have signs right next to it and not see them you know and then if you're curious you're going to get there but you have to reach out okay it's it, it, it's you can't expect them to do Everything And that's, that's the thing that was really driving me nuts. And you and hear it sometimes. There's like, you know, even on, on shows, like you'll get, a, you'll get a, a guest on, you know, you'll get a new guest. And it's like, oh, tell us about your history of gaming. Like, you, have you been gaming? And people give their history. And then you'll see like, all right, now, you know, let's talk about what do you really love about this hobby? And then people talk about the hobby. You know, and then, well, what do you want? What do you want them to do better? Well, saying what do you love about it and then what do you want them to do better? It's kind of the same thing about what do you love about it and what do you hate about it, you know? And you don't. And this happens on a lot of shows, and it's not just Warhammer. I hear about this when I listen to movie podcasts, when I listen to other podcasts. It's always this, hey, tell me something you really love about it. And then tell me something you don't. And I I see that a, a, a lot of them are dropping the second half because it's like, hey, try to be positive. Because, you know, just because you couch it in a, we're not being negative. We're just trying to... You know, this is just a thing we'd like to see changed. This is a thing we, you know, we're not being negative. This is just something we don't like. You know, it well, you know, it, it kind of is negative. You know, um, and and if you dwell on it too much, you know, that, then then it, it sort of spirals into this whole thing because you know, th- this it's it's a dude, it's a niche game. All right, honestly, like. You know, if if this was became so popular that everybody was playing it, if this became like Magic the Gathering popular, I have no problem with it. You know, hey, good. I for, just
1: wouldn't prefer. I would not prefer it to get that big.
0: Yeah, you know, there's there's you know, I mean, it's not you like lose that so much
1: of the community aspect when it gets that unwieldy,
0: right? I mean, it, it 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 can become too big almost for itself. I mean, here's what I'm saying: I would love to see Games Workshop become more popular. And more accepted in the larger community. More people to know about it. Um, But I also... Dude, I don't think it will ever get there. The amount of work we have to do to play this game... I mean, even when I show my students... Like, you know, I know one day I was going straight from work to... I think I was going straight from work to Adepticon. uh, To go get my tickets and stuff like that. And I had some of my stuff with me. Because I was going to leave it in the room with, uh, with the guy I was rooming with. And I wasn't about to leave my army in the car... So I brought it in, mm-hmm. and, like, my kids were being good that day, and I was so excited to go, so I showed them, like, the models. They're like, wow, where do you buy stuff like this? I'm like, well, you know, you can buy the store. And they're like, wow, these are amazing. And they're like, wait a minute. And then they realize, wait, you built these and painted these? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'd, I'd never play this. Like, I, I could never do that. My wife likes to play games. We've talked about this before. She has played games. I took her, and I got her, I, I got her a demo from Alifo. She liked it. Kira is starting to paint and starting to play a little bit. And she wants to get mommy to play with her, and which really gets me dirty looks from Heather, because she thinks I'm using the children to drag her into tabletop wargaming. She will never build or paint a model. She has watched me paint my Draconom riders and sit there for almost a week every night for a couple hours in the, by the living room table. And I did the, I made, I painted the gems for the first time. I did gems and stuff like that. And she looked at it and she's like, "This is really great." She's like, "I'm like, thank you." And she's like, "You're crazy." <laughs> she's yeah. like She's like, "This is insane." I'm like, look, you can see in the eye. I see I got the little the little light reflecting off the l- red, the little orange dot in the eyeball. And she's like, yeah, I see that. And this, that's, like, unless you point out I wouldn't even notice it. And you went to that kind of work. That She's like, I-, I don't get how you, I'm like, yeah, but I don't get how you can sit in scrapbook all day. You know, mm-hmm. I-, I don't, you know, I don't get how you can watch the Real Housewives shows all day. Oh, like, God. hey, everybody's got their thing, you know. Exactly. But this is a hobby that it's, con- it- it's it there's a certain type of person who would get into it and now that they're coming out with some of the other the game versions with the plastic colored plastic models um you know that's a little step closer to getting the whole community but we're this is a niche game this is never going to be Magic the Gathering popular it's never going to be you know it's not going to be sitting next to monopoly in every single game store and half you know and drug store you know that you go into the game section um because of what it entails this is not just a game it's a hobby
2: mm-hmm.
0: and for for people to 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 sit around and and, and saying Oh, they need to do this it's just you're, it, there's a there's a a definite lack of connection to what this is there there's it's being unrealistic yeah um and that's you know and th- th- this is sort of straight off the point a bit you know <laughs> like yeah um but this is where you know when you're approaching them and when they ask what can we do when you're telling them these things you're, you're this is not helping and i'm not saying they shouldn't be all inclusive or i'm not saying they shouldn't reach out where do you expect this to go you know
1: i think part of it is as society is evolving this is let's br- let's branch this out real quick before we bring it back in we have been almost conditioned to question everything where it's well why did this happen why is that thing the way it is what could we do better what could you do better it's so many more of that questioning mentality. And I think a lot of that has to do with they want transparency. Okay. I mean, okay. we with the especially with like the release schedule, they want to know, well, when are you doing elves? They'll do elves when it's time to do elves. They have like this whole thing, it's called a plan. And they have to look at what's going to be profitable what is going to be a smart time to release it? Do they have the model range to support it? What do they still need to develop? Do they need to still need to fix rules? Do they still need to do models and design? Like There's a gigantic process that goes into this, but people want to know everything because we want transparency with how things are done. And They're not going to be profitable necessarily as a business if they tell you all the specific things that they're going to do well in advance, or what they're doing. Except you should really know what they're doing. They're developing new races, they're developing new models, and new rules. This is not like a thing that they slack off on. This is something that they do on the regular basis. And you know what, they know what they're doing with their product. Because no one really thought that we wanted steampunk Sky Dwarves. And we got steampunk Sky Dwarves. And they're great, and everything's fine. Yeah. So it's just people want transparency. They want to know what's going on because they feel more invested if they know what's going on. But at a certain point, this sort of a company is not going to be profitable if they tell tell you everything in advance, like we talked about earlier, where they told us too far in advance, which meant I didn't spend any money on anything that was there now because I want to save it up for this release. So... It's just a matter of they still need to make sure that it's profitable because then they can develop more.
0: And they're reaching a medium. We're hearing about things not one week in advance anymore. We're getting a few weeks in advance. I mean, heck, they even started getting in front of it when people were putting out crummy pictures. They're like, you know what? It's already out there. Let's just show it to them, you know. And they're giving, mm-hmm. they're, they're 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 even hinting at stuff again, which is so much fun. When they now some of it's a tease, but some of it's legit, you know, and it's there. Um. I mean, I'm just, you know, the company's doing the best they can. I'm not saying don't ask for things that you want. I'm saying, saying, you know, nobody wants to get punched in the face. Okay? (laughs) And, you know, hey, and if you do want to get punched in the face, then you're actually asking people to do it and you like that. You know what I'm saying? And if that's what you like, that's different. What I'm saying is people want to be approached in a way that is – Not hostile, not aggressive. (laughs) Um, You know, it's like I said, treat people the way you want to be treated. If you don't like being questioned rudely or being responded to rudely, then don't do it. Uh, And, of course, obviously this doesn't apply to the trolls because you do you. Everybody hates you anyway you hide behind your keyboard in 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 your little corner of the of of your of your hovel and and do your thing i i can't control you but the people who literally and honestly want things uh, and care about this game and this company and want to see it get better you know you you got to approach it right and you got to be realistic too I mean, seriously, you know, general's handbook's coming out. Oh, look, they're doing this, and it's an annual thing. Well, you know, some people are screaming when they announce it that it's six months would be too quick, and now people are like, you know, we need a we need an update or at least an FAQ and an update on points every three months or two months or five months, you know. This came out and this is obviously your Sky Sky what are they called? What are the things the zinch things that everybody hates Sky uh, Skyfire sky Skyfires are underpointed and we all figured out in a month they were underpointed. You should have changed it. No, no they shouldn't because you figured out in a month that they're awesome. But you didn't And you give, could
1: abuse them.
0: Yes, and they can be abused, but we also didn't in one month you haven't given a chance for everybody to find the counter. Maybe there is a counter. You know? Uh, uh, it seems that the that the steampunk dwarf pirates, since they can do so much against flyers, you know, uh, have a decent counter. Especially if you take the the awesome my 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 city with all the anti magic. So okay, bring it. You know, I mean, there are counters and there are things, but to say they've got to update, it's like they. They're they're compiling information. They will give it the adjustment when they can, dude. Do you remember when you got a book and you got an FAQ? Maybe sometimes you got the FAQ within days, and sometimes you got it in a year, and it never got updated again till your next book in three years. Yeah, three or four years. I mean, I remember the schedule that was four books a year, three to four books a year per system. Mm-hmm. And if yours wasn't a popular book. Other books would get two books before you got a book, and you would cry, and you'd be upset. And now they're giving you all this stuff. You know, and, to, you know, just once again, it's that, it's that whole, oh, I I think we should do more. I think they should let the whole community plug in all their games and all that. They tried letting the community plug in all their games and stuff. They tried it with Storm of Magic, and they, cl- they shut it down because people were cheating. Because people are trying to sway things towards the thing that they liked. Fix the thing that I like. Make this great. You know what I'm saying? And you, you got to be realistic. And you got to treat them. I mean, just because you buy their models don't doesn't mean you own them. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You bought their models. That's, and, and, and that's great. And, and they appreciate it. But that doesn't mean that you get to run the company. For the day, no matter how many of those models you buy. Unless you're a shareholder. Well, yeah, that, but that's that. I, I didn't say because you bought stock in them. I said because you bought um, their models. You know, you want to have a say. Yes, they aren't they publicly traded in England? They are. Buy it up. Then tell them <laughs> what you want. What you really, really want. Oh, don't. Don't. <laughs> you go there. I did. And. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think have we gotten our point across without being too so. much of a cranky old man? I I was okay, folks. I was much more heated than this. I was much more in the. eye was complaining about the complainers, and I just I I just want to tell you all where to go. Um, in the beginning, and it's, and I'm, once again, I'm not talking about people who have legitimate questions. I was actually posing stuff, and Martin Orlando brought up this question. Um, I guess there's a second. Uh, one of the Stormcast battalions gives you a bonus to your to and it and it adds it to your hammer strike force. If you have the hammer strike force, this other battalion boosts your hammer strike force. Uh and it said any unit within six inches, you know, you get uh you you place your unit within six inches and then that unit gets a plus one to what is it to wound on the first turn of combat, yep. that turn it happens. Well, this um that plus one to wound is within 12 inches on that first turn. And he's like, but I have to place them within six, which is already within 12. So can I, you know, does that mean that I can place them and if they move way out of the six, that they still get it that turn, the bonus, that 12? Or, uh, or did you mean to say that you can place them, they only have to be placed within 12, and they still get the bonus? And it's a legit, that's a legit... Question, you know, mm-hmm. that you know, it's just, uh oh, I just, I'm, the internet is tiring me out. Yeah,
1: that's why I don't go on it very much.
0: Yeah, I still do, it's because I like to look at the pretty pictures, and I like to see, you know, the food recipes, and I like to see what people are doing. But it's just the, the there's just that group that's just always
2: abrasive.
1: And it- doesn't matter what it's about. It can be about politics, either side. It can be about, I don't know, cookies. It can be about, oh, yeah. It's. I mean, it's, it, just, it, it doesn't matter what it's about. There is that group there, and I think maybe just as human beings, maybe learn we need to learn to be more civil with each other. Maybe we've kind of gotten away from that as the years have gone on. But, so, uh, like I, said, I don't I'm, know.
0: I just I'm tired of this this game both systems have gotten so much better mm-hmm. and the company has gotten so much better and i mean and their customer service has always been good and they're still good but they're i mean they're just they're doing everything right so work with them you know what i'm saying just come on folks you know be realistic and 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 maybe respectful you know, the, the, there you go. That's 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 my that's my point. That's what I wanted to rant about today because you guys are the you, the, the 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 negativity is making me crankier, and then uh, I'm not that old. Like I'm not that cranky. I'm not screaming "Get off my lawn" yet, and you're making me scream "Get off my lawn." You know, you're making me kick grass. Like I just. <laughs> Uh, and I don't want to be that guy. but mm-hmm. So, cut it out. And I think that's... On that, I think we're going to wrap this up. How about you?
1: Probably should.
0: All right. So, cool. So, folks, um, listen. Thank you for listening. And thank you for
1: bearing with us. This is not a typical episode. We've had so a lot we- of
0: untyp- non-typical episodes since you've come on, uh, Alex. Another nice thing with the new co-host is there's a... You get a bit of a fresh dynamic. Um, we're trying new things since you've been on. Yeah. So. Hey, sometimes you gotta stretch out, do We've been doing this for seven years with no breaks, no hiatuses, no stops. I've been doing this for seven years. Last, like, I was June seventh was the first episode I think that came out, episode one in two thousand ten. I've been doing this the entire decade so far. And, uh, you know, eventually some, some topics come up <laughs> that we've never done before. And I think it's a, a bit of a breath of fresh air and a chance to do that. So, but uh, let's see what else. Hey, you know, once again, please take a minute and check out our Patreon page, um, com slash Garage Hammer. Consider donating to the show, uh, you know. You can do that We really do appreciate it Even the smallest bit helps Become part of the 1% Who really are the show uh, Once again thanks to our newest patron John Rogowski um, Hey leave us an iTunes review We would like that Oh here's the question uh, And once again we're going to post the show On the TGA forums um, I have a question for the listeners um, You know we have the, the shirts up in the Zazzle store and And it's just not cheap like, I know it's not, you know, because when you're ordering print on demand for a single item, it's not cheap. Now, I know some of the other shows, um, you know, uh, the, the Black Sun has done it and some other shows have done it where um, I think Point Hammer did it. Hey, listen, if you want to get a shirt, we're going to get a bunch of orders together and see how cheap we can get it. Um, mm-hmm. If you are interested and you definitely would want to buy a shirt and you could pay for your shirt plus the shipping. Um, and I'm gonna keep it as cheap as possible by doing. If I would do a bulk order um, from a local place, even maybe not even from Zazzle, just whatever I can find that's that's quality shirts that are inexpensive. Um, if you are interested, either send me an email at garagehammeratlive.com dot com or post a comment in the show thread. Um, just saying, hey, I'm interested, and um, you know, uh, so at least I'd have an idea of how many people would even want to get some Garage Hammer uh, shirts with, you know, with the big garage logo on it um, because I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do that. I, I go to some of these these places and I'll see a bunch of people wearing, you know, see like six or seven people wearing a, a shirt from a, from a podcast. And I'm like, well, that'd be cool if we saw – I mean, every once in a while you see a Garage Hammer shirt, but just not that often. And I think it would be kind of awesome if we went to one of these things and saw like six or seven people in Garage Hammer T-shirts. That would – that would really make me happy. Um, I know it's a total ego thing and a self-centered, narcissistic thing. and it, Yes, that's what it is, and I'm still doing it. So there. So if you're interested, let Let's me know. Let's make
1: Dave uncranky today, folks. Let's <laughs> get this done. <laughs> oh. I don't know if I can do this anymore.
0: If he's going to be like this
1: every damn week.
0: No, we, I won't, though. I got it out. See, I feel better now. Okay. I right. had right. to vent. And now it's we had our out. little
1: group therapy session, and it's okay. Yeah. Um,
0: so. And next couple episodes, I'm kind of excited. Now, I'm going to be on vacation for like the next 10, 11 days. So we're going to have another one of these where it might be late coming out. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, you know, we, we might uh, – I was thinking we might go back to one of the older books we missed, but really just kind of cover mostly the, the – fla- the, not the fla- – the lore. I'm trying to get away from that word. Um, yeah. Trying to cover more of the lore and then maybe a brief talk about the stuff because, I mean, you know, the stuff that's been out a while, like, everybody already knows. Like, I mean, if, if we go back and really cover the lore on the the, the Beast Claw Raiders uh, or whatever it is, um, dude, everybody knows. You take a couple of Stonehorns and a bunch of Grots. I mean, that's, you know, everybody knows how to play that. We don't need to go into a four-hour show, but we never really went through all the lore on that. And I think it might be nice to go back to revisit at least the lore on some of the books that we didn't cover. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, eventually, now Ben Curry just moved house, but I'm still trying to get him to come on um, because I know he's can. he he's got blood and glory coming up, and I'd like to pick his brain and your brain about running, uh, s- starting a GT because yeah. you guys have done it, and I, I, that's, like, that's like the last thing. If I do that, I've done pretty much everything in that there is to do in this hobby. Um, you know, I do this. I play. I go to tournaments. I I've run local one day tournaments. Um, you know, I've podiumed in tournaments. I I've done that even in little one days at least. Um, oh, I podiumed in a two day. Yeah, I came in. I came in third place on my first ever GT core comp. Yeah, yeah. That was, I was shocked, but I did. Yeah, that's true. It was all downhill from there. Never podiumed again in a, in a GT. Um, but I've never run a GT, like run it, been the guy. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I'd like to pick your guys' brains on that. Um, so that's that's kind of what's going to be coming up, folks. So hope you like it. If you enjoyed the show, please, you know, go ahead and leave us an iTunes review. Um, we love it, or a voicemail, even. We love that too. Um, so that's it we're gonna wrap this up and folks Alex anything else did we miss anything did we miss anything
1: nah I think we're good
0: alright oh and remember don't forget please if you care about me at all if you want me to not be cranky go to wearetheneon.wordpress.com and just check it out let me know what you think I'd like to know what you guys think of it because I I I had so much fun it was so cool but that's it so folks until next time only the faithful will be triumphant only the faithful will stand when all others fall and only the faithful know no despair, except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you have enjoyed the show, maybe
1: consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com/garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer@live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at Garage Hammer. And Alex, that's me, is at Some Kind of Geek 30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Claire Seabrook Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, you can comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forum, that's TGA.community, or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening.